Hello everybody and welcome to the Kane and Rinse podcast, volume 9, issue 435, Halo 5, Guardians. Joining me, Leon Cox, in issue 435 are Darren Gargetts. Hello. Carl Moon. Hey everyone. Tony Atkins. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Strike team assembled. Spoiler warning, of course, because this game has a story. The game's five years old now, but uh, it may be that, like me, you haven't until... Well, obviously I've played it now, but until recently I hadn't. Here we are with Halo 5 Guardians. It was developed by 343 Industries. There was a web series, a development series called The Sprint, uh, about the development of this game. Debuted actually in Xbox One's Halo channel, which I did used to have installed many years ago. Later uploaded to YouTube. The first season was about the development of the multiplayer. The second season on the development of the Warzone game mode, which is also multiplayer, I believe. And additional tweaks for the presentation at E3 2015. And the third season of the Sprint showed the development of the game's score and the use of motion capture. Thanks, Wikipedia. Obviously, Microsoft publishes this. Uh, A little look at some of the staff, what they worked on before and since... Studio Head of Internal Development, Josh Holmes, was the creative director on Halo 4. Uh, Previously before that, worked at EA, working on mainly on NBA Live, but also the Def Jam games, which we've uh, covered one of in recent times. Missing staff compared to Halo 4, level design lead Raymond uh, Almaden, is it? Uh, Had moved on to Naughty Dog to work on Uncharted 4 and The Lost Legacy. We've also covered both, both of those. Halo 4's campaign design lead... Uh, Jesse Snyder has since worked on the recent Call of Duty Modern Warfare and also MS Flight Sim 2020, very new release. But I think Jesse now works on the web side of things rather than the the game development side of things. Director of Engineering for Halo 5 is David Berger, previously having worked on MechWarrior 4, Shadowrun and Too Human. And the art director, Nicholas Bouvier, previously worked on Halo 4. And I think you can see that. Uh, and also Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare. Remember that one? Mm. Uh, we've also got uh, Director of Art Management is Neil Harrison, who also worked on Halo 4, but was previously a rare employee going all the way back to Grab by the Ghoulies. The exec producer is Chris Lee, who's most known for the Zoo Tycoon series, particularly two. Creative director is Tim Longo, previously of Tomb Raider Anniversary and multiple Star Wars titles when working with LucasArts. The game came out and it's still only available on the one system, which is the Xbox One. If you don't include the S and the X and the digital and yada, 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 is that platform. Came out on October 27th, 2015. Got a substantial update when the Xbox One X was released in 2017, which we'll talk about in the visual and gameplay contexts. Uh, The first trailer for this game is uh, two live action trailers. I have no memory of this. They both aired on March 29th, 2015, during the season finale of The Walking Dead, uh, which is still going five years later. (laughs) One trailer is told from the perspective of new Halo protagonist, uh, Jameson Locke. The other is told from the perspective of the original Halo protagonist, Master Chief. That's from the IMDb. Now, I don't have the full set of aggregated review scores for all the previous games in the Halo series. But this one, I think, is probably, along with the ODST, got the lowest review average score, around 84% from uh, Open Critic. That's from, yeah, a, a decent number of reviews. Awards-wise, it uh, fared perhaps 
okay. Uh, nominated for a bunch of things at uh, the Game Awards and the Game Critics Awards, but it won uh, the game, uh, the best multiplayer and the best shooter at Game Revolution Best of 2015 Awards, best innovation and best online multiplayer mm-hmm. at the OXM Game of the Year Awards 2015. Not too shabby. Sales-wise, we have some idea. On June the 9th, 2016, Frank O'Connor said that the game managed to sell 5 million copies in the first three months of its release. Halo 5 Guardians is the lowest-selling Halo title of the franchise in the UK, though. In a Q&A session in May 2017 between Michael Pachter and his audience, the gaming analyst recounted his conversation with Microsoft regarding the success of Halo 5. Contrary to popular belief, the analyst says that Microsoft told him with third-hand information, that the title sold, quote, on par with games like Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, and Halo 4. This suggests that Halo 5 had sold at least 10 million units, according to Wikipedia. I'm not sure. Obviously, we don't. We literally have no way of knowing. Of course, as of... When did Game Pass start? Last year at some point? Early last year or the year before? Yeah, a couple of years now. And, and Yeah, end of 2018. So it was a Game Pass game, right? Because it's a Microsoft mm-hmm. uh, studio yeah. production. So obviously the sales figures are now, in terms of the, the amount of people who might have played it, mm. uh, maybe dwarfed. But actually, I am struck by how little correspondence we've had about this game mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in terms of how much it's resonated and stuck with people. So... Yeah, interesting in itself. User reviews wise, which speaks to that, on the IMDB from 2,200 odd punters, it's got a so so 7.3 out of 10. Not terrible. Over on Metacritic, where I know things are very much often subject to review bombings and stuff like that, if there's a campaign against something for, for reasons, uh, whether it's uh, technical or content wise or, or whatever, uh, but with 3,200 odd reviewers on Metacritic, it has a fairly mediocre 6.4 rating out of 10. So back, we're going back to October 2015, where you were at with the series, enthusiasm-wise, Halo 5, how much was it? Like, did you plump for, I think there were four or five different editions of the game, increasingly expensive, and you are somebody who has, pump, mm. you know, put down cash for the fancy, swanky bo- big boxes before. So were you still there with Halo at this point? Um, I was still excited for Halo. It was still a day one pickup. Um, when coming off Halo 4, which I thought felt like a transitional blip, but I was willing to give the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. The intention, I believe, was right in what they were trying to do with the story, which I believe is is kind of that whole thing with Tony and uh, Tony and Josh, that discussion. I feel like the intention was there to deliver a broader, more refined, detailed, living world of a story in Halo 4. But in regards to the art style, that really upset me. It didn't feel like Halo. It felt like 343 was saying that we understand that you like Halo and all these things about Halo, but then never went to go and speak to anyone about what people actually feel makes a Halo game. Um, And it felt like they were trying to tell us that we've taken all this on board, but you're actually going to like this more, these shiny silver backgrounds, these these orange highlights. We're going to remove sort of that 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 nature element of flora and fauna in the world and go for a clinical steel look and it just seemed to to just miss completely what the whole spirit of halo was about from an artistic perspective um and it felt like well okay now they will really speak to people before halo 5 right and they're not they, they won't fall into that same trap again where they're essentially not speaking to their audience now really rubbed me up the wrong way um and I was 
hoping that they wouldn't again fall into the same trap, the same mistake of thinking that they actually knew better than the audience that had essentially sold millions upon millions of copies of what is, for me, still, when we talked about Halo 1 at the start, epic shelf material um, of, of what a title could be. Uh, the, the scale and the scope of what was tried, it felt like they the refined it to be linear. Um, yeah, it is, I, I was kind of hoping that we were going to step away from that. And what we'd seen was a really comprehensive and compelling advertising campaign leading up to Halo 5's release as well. So, yeah, I'll admit I got a bit caught up in, in everything that happened. Um, you know, I am quite emotional when it comes to my love of Halo. And, you know, I, I, I think that that's a great thing to have. And, and everyone I know always has a connection to some franchise that, that they get that level of excitement and passion about it. And that was me for Halo. And it was a case of they're going to right all their wrongs. And, and we're seeing this campaign, um, advertising campaign going on in the media. We've got the podcasts, we've got TV, we've got these live footage things, we're getting print-based media, the web-based advertisement. You know, it was it was everywhere. It's clearly some serious money had gone into it. And I got I got caught up in the hype of all that. And I thought that they were going to deliver something that with all the intentions of what was tried in delivering a Halo 4 story, but actually coherent, linked together and really detailed, whilst reverting back to something that is traditional Halo, where you look at a screenshot and you go immediately, you go, well, that's Halo. It clearly is Halo. Um, and, and that was something that, you know, I, I don't think Halo 4 even came close to. You put that in a screenshot, and that is the odd one out compared to even things like Reach or ODST, where they, they had that quintessential um, core of, the you know, that je ne sais quoi of that is Halo. Um, and and that they were going to rec- you know rectify their wrongs, and we were going to get something that was blown away. I didn't buy a big box special as much as I wanted to, and I wanted the controllers that got released because we got you know the lock and the the Master Chief controllers, and they went for hardware, and there was the you know the Halo Five console, and I contemplated it, but in the end, I just went for a digital edition. A big budget release, yeah. It's the AAA as releases they come certainly from Microsoft, yeah. but yeah, camp. Tony, where were you at at this point? Uh, again, like I guess we just did our Halo Four podcast in uh, the just probably the autumn of uh, 2015, and this game came out later that season. Yeah, in disagreement with Carl, I really liked Halo Four, and I actually think yes. it has the heart and soul of the the Halo franchise, which you know we'll get on to five where it it absolutely fumbles. But beyond that, my his you know my history, I, I played a ton of Halo, loved Halo from the first game as we you know, go back and listen to all those shows and you know, along with Carl I was an advocate of pretty much all the good and, and you know kind of understand where the bad comes from as well you know I'm a, I'm a fan of Halo 2 for God's sake but um, <laughs> take that where you will upon Halo 5's release I was really hyped I mean I, so when I say hyped I get hyped for games and actually maybe it's slightly less or so now but back in yeah. 2015 you know I was Beyond hype, and, and that's a. I actually think that's that's a problem when you get to a point of expectations being so high that actually probably very few games, well, almost nothing, will deliver on those expectations. Um, you set yourself or set the game; it's an issue. But then again, that come through the advertising, and that comes through Microsoft themselves because they actually did do a good job of the advertising campaign. Um, I know we talk, we could talk about Hunt's Truth later on in the show, but it's a relevant point here actually for me mm-hmm. because it. It's basically what they had is two seasons, um, and so I don't know how hours it is, but it's a, it was a long old drama. 
And the way it played out, it it basically framed Chief as, you know, this was meant to, felt like it was meant to be the context of the story and you were going to pick up the story from where they had left this web series. Now, fair enough, from a Josh point of view, like, why should I need to, see a web series to pick up on a game yeah, yeah yada, it's like yada. six hours long but the whole the whole lot i think mm. it's all there on youtube the way they set up what halo 5 was going to be it was going to be master chief committed a massacre at a peace summit and killed a whole bunch of people mm. that sounds quite bad yeah like <laughs> the the person that basically saved humankind if not you know and the universe set up and was you know is the person that's held up above all as a god almost to human humanity commits this heinous crime and how could it be but he becomes enemy number one and because of that setup you were going to play Locke and Locke was going to take him down or at least find out all the reasons and through this you know web series it was all set up about well look, this can't be true like this is not the chief that we know and it was about uncovering those little nuggets and going to, to planets and before they get to planets the planet's been glassed by somebody what is it you know was it you know who was it was it for us all these different things that would go through and it played so brilliantly and like i say it won a bunch of awards yeah. but normally so normally i don't think i would necessarily make a big deal of something like this because it's not a part of the game we are talking about halo 5 here and this isn't part of halo yeah. 5 but microsoft went out their way to to put this stuff into the audience and gave all the illusions that this ad campaign they did as well as this audio show they did would leave into the story of halo 5 yeah. The reason why this is important is because the story of Halo 5, and we will get into this, is nowhere near as good as their advertising yeah. campaign. If it feels like every part, if they literally took the advertisement of this, of the campaign, put it in Halo 5 and took away Halo 5 and dumped it into a spot and nobody would care, that would be great. So my expectations were what I was going to be mm. delivered versus what I was given. And so that mm. for me became a problem. But prior to this, yes, you know, I... I took a week off work to play this game. I don't take time off work. That's how wow. I started with. I took a week off work. I played this game with Carl opening night. You know, I looked back at my achievements. It was like zero, zero, one. So Carl and me <laughs> had this pre-installed and we jumped straight into it. And from yep. the very first get-go, it was like, oh, okay. Yep. Mm. And we'll get into how that panned out as we worked away for it. But I was hyped probably too hyped for the, yeah. the delivery yeah. of the actual <laughs> piece of entertainment pretty much the which opposite is of me. the last i would actually say the last time i've been as hyped for a game since because i feel like i got incredibly bad ah. but anyway darren yeah. <laughs> yes Hello. darren Hello. how ex- can you remember october 2015 how excited were you or did you did you buy this early doors i would have almost certainly bought this uh day one because you know i was a big fan of halo all the way up to four, you know, I enjoyed four. Um, really loved it in co-op split screen with my brother. We played all of them in co-op split screen, all of them. Go, go, go. Like we even did it on Master Chief Collection. Bought number five, Halo 5 on release, turned it on. We ain't doing that. So like already I'm on the back foot of Halo 5. It's like, why have you all of a sudden stopped me having the ability to play split screen co-op with my, you mm. know, with, like, and I, 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 I'm not really interested in like the reasons why oh, we wanted to keep I assume it's the six. Yeah. I don't care. It's like all of a sudden if Mario had no legs, you're like, well, hang on no, in the, in the yeah. other games, he jumped. And in people the would have accepted a, a 60 FPS single player and 30 FPS split screen. I think probably two play or two player split screen would, and 30 FPS with reduced details. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I admit for me, gameplay is king. Like uh, I, the game can run at a lesser frame rate. That's fine. 
you know, I'm a fan of the N64 for you know, heaven's sake. Like, I know, I know <laughs> what it's like to to suffer in in the name of fun. I, I get it. But to come out with this from this, like, you know, even Halo 4 from the same studio come out with a split screen campaign co-op thingy. Mm. I just yeah. love doing it. I love sitting next to my brother, Ryan, yeah. just having a few beers, just having a few laughs, putting mm. it on like heroic, maybe legendary mm. and, just, and just battling through it a, a weekend at a time. So you come to this one and they've gone, well, we wanted to keep it a smooth experience. It's like, well, come on, man. Like you, you can't get yeah. six, seven games into a series and then take something away from us. So despite that, despite that initial setback, you and you've ended up playing this game quite a bit though yeah yeah it's weird i was looking through the stats and it's got an incredible array of stats for you to peruse through like you know how many seconds you've played the single player campaign <laughs> how many seconds you like it's ridiculous like it's it's traditional halo let's go knee deep you know even maybe you know up to the up to the hairline in details of how well mm. or how badly you've played halo 5 and i was quite surprised that i've played it through three times i've played it on my own uh, maybe heroic legendary co-op and then once again recently, just on Heroic again, or maybe Normal, just to blast through it again. Mm. So yeah, I played it through three, maybe three and a half times. Um, yeah, mostly in co-op. Obviously, it would have been more had I had the opportunity to do it side by side. Because I don't think I've actually played through Halo 5 with my brother. We didn't even do it online because no. we're so in tune with going around each other's places and just, you know, being brothers. You know what I mean? And uh, and then I've played about 12, 13 hours of the multiplayer, which, you know, yeah. in, the, in the grand scheme of things, isn't massive. But I, I've, you know, I've definitely put some time there. Yeah, yeah you know, and uh, it's been a roller coaster of emotions, this game. Like, <laughs> every time I play through it, I feel differently on it. And um, it's, it's, um, it's a weird one. But like I say, it didn't start off well. Um, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm still, like, thinking about this game with a question mark over me, thinking, well, you know, yeah, I... Uh, yeah, sure. It's a game. Like, like I say, the 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 Master Chief in a cloak was really appealing to me. Like, if if the marketing around you know hunting, not hunt the truth, but hunt Master Chief in the desert, like I would have watched that. But they didn't seem linked. Hunt the truth. Well, what's that got to do with Master Chief in a cloak? Like, I was already like, no, I don't want to hunt the truth. I want to just want to see where Master Chief is. Because truth be told, I don't care about anyone in the Halo universe other than Master Chief. And even then. I, don't, I, only, I only really care. Well, well no, no. Not anymore. <laughs> I, I, like, I've never really got gelled with the Halo story for me. It's all a bit too much <laughs> at some point. Like, it gets to a certain point in the story where it's like, oh, I don't really know what's going yeah. on anymore. And then I'm I lost. pretty much tapped out at Halo 2 in terms of being interested. I loved the original Halo Combat Evolved, played it uh, single and uh, co-op with different people. I played quite a bit of, I wasn't so mad on the campaign of Halo 2, but I played quite a lot of the multiplayer in my sort of early days of broadband wasn't quite my first online shooter experiences because I had a Dreamcast with Quake but it was uh, it was my, my first experience of actually uh, yeah not having to dial up and all that kind of things uh, loved Halo 3 pretty much on the uh, on the 360 although perhaps it didn't feel quite as special by that point, but you know there was a whole new generation of graphics to wow over and whatever. And uh, Reach, yeah, I absolutely uh, I thought that was a, a fantastic campaign. Even though by that stage, I just yeah, I knew that that was the prequel, but I didn't you know I didn't really care. Um, and again, the characters were like totally meh to me within the game. Perhaps if you'd read all the books and whatever, it, I might have felt differently. But um, so yeah, but despite that, with Halo Four having been a moderately enjoyable but underwhelming experience for me i was really unexcited about halo 5 guardians now i don't tend to follow all the pre-release stuff i didn't see the adverts i didn't see the trailers i didn't 
watch the I didn't listen to the radio play I didn't read any of the books so on and so forth I didn't watch any of that stuff on the Halo channel um, so for me it was just right here's another Halo game this one's the second one by 343 hope it's good and at some point I'll play it it obviously found its way onto my Amazon wish list because my in-laws kindly bought it for me for the Christmas after it came out so it was only I didn't day one it but I had it when it was a couple of months old did I get around to playing it no. <laughs> Five <laughs> years later, uh, I've now got it on Game Pass and I've just played it for the show. That's how excited wow, I was I to play Halo 5 <laughs> Guardians. Uh, I played it through on normal, just the uh, just the default setting. And I've also played uh, about a couple of hours of multiplayer and a couple of stages in legendary co-op with Darren Gargett. Uh, so yeah, I probably the least experienced overall, um, which, you know, this is why we give our context because for many, it might mean that my, my opinions are the least relevant and qualified, but also they're probably what a lot of people will experience. Yeah. Um, mm. so we shall see Halo Fandango from the forum says firing Halo five guardians up on my Xbox one for the first time. I couldn't have been more hyped. I hadn't played a Halo game in years and it was my chance to be reacquainted with the series. The weapons and movement in Halo 5 all felt amazing, especially with the boost, climb, ground slam, assassination mechanics to navigate the environment and getting out of tough spots. I enjoyed the mix between the human covenant and Promethean weapons, each having a purpose within the variety of encounters. Favourites of mine were the missile launching Hydra and, of course, my trusty battle rifle. Each combat encounter was still as fun as ever, with the manic collection of enemies fluidly reacting to what my team of Spartans was throwing at them. Pure Halo fun. The graphics and sound were also a step up from Halo 4 and the 360. The lavish details on the Spartans, enemies, cutscenes and environments just looked incredible. I didn't mind playing a Spartan lot. He was cool. He was a cool enough character, just himself and the other Spartans were not really memorable. I personally thought the Arbiter and Dr. Halsey were much more memorable characters just from how good they looked in the gorgeous cutscenes. The story also took many interesting twists and turns and ended on a bold note. So I'm really looking forward to Halo Infinite to see how and if they can carry on from there. One thing I couldn't stand were the repeating boss battles. Note, there was only one boss, i.e. the Warden. Sure, maybe repeat a boss twice in a game, but in this game it was ridiculous. 343 didn't even change up the boss whenever you fought him on other occasions, aside from cloning him in the final battle, which wasn't fun. All in all, Halo 5 Guardians was awesome, with a few hiccups, and hopefully 343 have taken in all the feedback from Halo 4 and 5 and will make something even better. Happy Halo fan there? So yeah, we've already kind of started on <laughs> the snare in the story the official summary goes pithily like this peace is shattered when colony colony worlds are unexpectedly attacked and when humanity's greatest hero goes missing spartan Locke is tasked with hunting the master chief and solving a mystery that threatens the entire galaxy the spoiler really is that after going rampant and degraded ai in halo 4 cortana is renewed and comes back as uh, the villain, I suppose, the big bad in the sense that uh, she now is, uh, she seems to completely believe, she she wants to do a Thanos effectively, which is that for the good of, for the good of the universe, she wants to wipe out humanity, basically, I think is the, that's, that's like the super simple version. Chief is trying to catch up with Cortana to kind of talk to her, maybe talk her out of it, maybe discuss what's going on. And Locke is on the trail of the chief and his unit with his unit to try to stop that from happening, but I don't really know why anyone. <laughs> That's the simple answer is because 
but the chief has gone AWOL, as in he decided not to follow orders. Yes. And that's yes. it. Literally, that that is his yeah. reason okay. de mantra to go hunt. So when, when Locke and co catch up with them, he says, uh, well, they've already kind of worked out what's going on by that point. So they say, actually, we're here to help. Locke is an assassin, essentially, trying to um, catch him. So, yeah, he should be a badass. But once again, we're getting to story why. So carry on. <laughs> No, I was asking you you guys to uh, fill in the plot holes <laughs> for me <laughs> in my brain. Um, obviously, Darren probably uh, is about is about where I am with it. But I guess the, the basic premise is that um, the chief has gone AWOL. He's not following orders. Um, and for that, he must he has to be um, brought in, brought in uh, for questioning. The pre-release stuff was fascinating to actually see, you know, to give motivation of why the chief should be brought in. By, you know, doing something that was incredibly heinous, not just, you know, Mm. saying, oh, he's gone AWOL. That's it. Is any of that mentioned in the game at all? Because I had I didn't catch that. No. Um, No. Hence, hence one. But hence one. Here's the thing. So we I talk about hooks, about all the the Halo games. You know, every single Halo game has a hook, has a central protagonist and a central antagonist. Halo 5 doesn't really have that. It tries to portray the chief as... But it doesn't even portray him as someone who's gone AWOL. Like you're, you're following because you play him so little. You're following his motivation, which is three missions out of. So yeah, he's 15, he's about twenty percent of the game. Um, which you know, if we get to start on that, which who asked, who requ- who ever wanted to play less chief? That's the first problem. <laughs> so who there, there must have been a study that some that someone read somewhere that said the problem with Halo is I play too much chief. Like it's just it's nonsensical in that regard. I mean I suppose you could liken it to saying yeah like I don't want to play Doom but not be Doom guy. But on the other hand this is now this massive sprawling space yes, opera absolutely. both with with five or six and don't get me wrong installments I and think, expanded universe. I think stuff. that's fair. I think you know free for free are allowed to take the universe to wherever they want. They brought it off Bungie and it's their story to do as they wish because games get criticized for not ever changing things True. up too but right you have to remember yeah, yeah, what yeah. happened at the end of halo 4 the end of halo 4 cortana dies sorry spoilers this, but cortana dies <laughs> you know the chief is absolutely pulled apart distraught he's no longer has has his companion his ai he's got to face facts that he's more human than robot that's what she, she tries to make him believe that he's not just a robot he is human and that he believes that she was almost that as well so he is torn apart now what's more interesting to create take that story and deal with the the chief's grief and how he's actually going to have to come to terms without having that central pillar of his life there you know cortana has been whether you you see her as a, a sex object or what from the earlier games? I just thought it was a, it was before she, before they three four three sexed her up. I just thought they were it was a lovely yeah, really? friendship yeah. and like with a maybe a hint of romance in there, but not in a conventional way. Respect, wasn't it? She gave a humanity to the series. It was a really interesting, ironically, yeah, yeah. a really yeah. interesting combination of of those concepts screwed together. And so, so to have three four three decide that she needs to now be the antagonist of this. This series, like, I don't know because we've not got the next Halo and Halo Infinite doesn't really seem like it's going to follow necessarily the suit of what the storyline is. But it, it just seemed like a real kind of ticking, uh, kick in the teeth to fans being surprised of the series. is more interesting than be, having an utterly predictable story, isn't it? If it's done well, yes. And, if it's not done well, no. And But to my point of like, the re- so fine, bring us Locke. Let Locke be... Is it Locke? Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Lock with an E. Look, he's uh, he's Mike Coulter's likeness, who people may know from stuff, including um, Luke Cage. Uh, although his voice isn't by 
uh, played by Mike Coulter in this for reasons. Um, but uh, so he's a recognisable character, and he was in the uh, the Halo c- uh, TV s- series or streaming series, right? Yep. So he he was used in that. Yeah. So I had no idea about this. So when I started playing Halo Five a couple of weeks ago, there's Luke Cage, as far as I'm concerned, on screen. So, oh, okay. They got they use Mike Coulter's, Coulter's likeness. Of course, he's also got Nathan Fillion in his team, who I knew was I knew was in the Halo universe because of ODST, and I just worked out that he's now a Spartan. Okay, I guess he's been through the process. I can, Book, yeah. I, I can, I can, yeah, I can deal with it's that. A new era of Spartans. Um, so yeah. as a so as people who are more invested in Halo, uh, was the use of a character who they knew from some of the. Yeah, extended universe stuff. Some some of the fiction not fun. I mean, Mike Coulter's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, for for me, the the concept and intention to use something is is good. There's there's a whole universe out there of of law and storytelling that is rich and unlike so many other things, actually isn't garbage. Um, the some of it is actually really good, and it's science fiction, so the scale is almost endless, and it just feels. Like they wanted to touch on it to say, well, actually, we're aware that you know, we have this widespread network of Halo and we're not just going down this linear route of only focusing on the games, but then only touching on it enough to say we've done it, but actually we don't really care. We're going to just do what we think Halo is anyway. And it it came across as really disjointed. I don't have a problem with Locke. Like I said, the, the concept of going from where... Um, Hunt the Truth was into the game was fascinating. If they wanted to make Master Chief a villain, hey, I'm all with it. If they do, if they handle it well, but it felt like it was all handled a little, like uh, just a little bit poor faced. It was the, 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 there was no conviction in any direction the they wanted to. Yeah, they never. There was no conviction to the direction that they were stepping out in. Who's the antagonist? Cortana. Not really. At the very end of the game, Ish. yeah, maybe. But that's not when when you're playing through the you know the first dozen or so levels. Like, it doesn't really come into it at all. He's, he's hunting. He just heard a voice. He's looking for her. Like she's she's not like. Could it be the guardians that they do a small little cut? I mean, mm. the game is called Halo Five Guardians. The guardians keep being presented as something, but you actually never really see their power, which is apparently, you know, universe destroying, but nothing really comes of it. And maybe that's in the next game. I don't know. But the point is, I've always been told, never assume you're going to get another game or never assume you're going to get another yeah. a show. Like it has to be presented of what you're going to see. You know, is it the Walden? Not not really. Like he seems to like you at one point, then disagree with you. And then Cortana has power over him, but she doesn't. Is it Dr. Halsey at the start? They they touch on her story at the absolute opening cutscene. And then she comes back at the very end to not really do a lot. It's, as I said at the very start, what it feels like is they've got an absolute bunch of fan favorite ideas and characters and they brought it in from all the different lore and they've popped it into a, a game and say, right, here's all this. Now let's work with it. Instead of saying, look, you know, here's our start point. Here's our end point. This is the middle game. Middle games are always quite hard to kind of that filler, isn't it? But the game just feels filler. It doesn't feel like it, it went anywhere yeah. with the story. So I'm just, I, I went in there expecting the continuation of the evolution of Chief, his emotions to deal with Cortana. Now, they can deliver what they want. But what I was given was a new character that I had no involvement unless us in the, the extended universe that mm-hmm. actually had yeah. no reason other than to say, well, we need to hunt Chief. And the, the reason to hunt Chief is he didn't turn into his, you know, his radio call because he he feels like Cortana's out here, out there, and oh, we can't have that. It's that's not that's not a that's not a driving force of a of a game for me. I, I don't mind playing as other characters. 
Just no. don't call the game Halo Number. Like, if you're going to call it Halo 5, yeah. make it a Master Chief game. Reach like, is great. Like, yeah. Reach isn't a number. ODST no. had Halo 3 on the end. Like, that's fine. You can play as other characters. I'm not against that. Do you know what I mean? But to call it Halo 5 subtitle Guardians, which, you know, links to Destiny, I just, I don't know. I think there's a lot of crossbreeding going on. hasn't got a Halo in it either. I don't dislike Halo 5. I know that may come as a surprise <laughs> to people. I don't actually dislike Halo 5. I think it's a perfectly serv- serviceable game. I actually quite like the combat in the game. Like, there's elements of the Halo 5 mm. I really did enjoy. It was not a 1 out of 10, how dare they ruin Halo. I just, when it came to the story, I, I did that thing that you, when you are hyped for a game and you play for a game and you get to the end of it, and you know you've got a negative reaction to it, and it doesn't have to be a game. It could be mm. a film, it could be a book, whatever, that you've been told that, oh, it's going to be good, and you know, oh, you'll love this TV show. And you get to the end of it, and you go, and then you can't quite believe that your reaction is, ugh, after you've been so hyped for something, or you've put so much time, effort, exploring the outer, you know, the bigger law, you know, invest so much and, you know, scream from the rasters on a, on a podcast, podcast, the internet about, you know, your love for Halo 4, only to find that something you, you know, a story that you actually do believe in is presented in a way that isn't to your liking. Now, I'm not the person they should just make it for fine. But I just, I was surprised actually how much of a misfire the story was. Gameplay, we got on to, actually, there's, there's some really cool stuff in there, but I just, I really wished they took the story in a different direction. And I think they had every single element going into this to make it their own. And I think they made it their own in the wrong direction. And hopefully with infinite, whatever it is, they, they kind of come back a little bit towards Bungie's methodology as yeah. much as I don't, I don't like destiny. I really don't. And, you know, so it's not just me going Bungie, Bungie, Bungie. I can't. Oh no, sure. Whereas my take on it is that I didn't really care for the story, but I didn't, think it was particularly you know like yeah it was messy and full of proper nouns and and uh references to things that i don't know about because i haven't read the books yeah. or watched the tv show so it, for me it was pretty much and like you are coming every five ha- years after it, it's pretty about. much like every halo since halo 2 for me <laughs> so i don't care i don't care like for all your passion about the story which mm-hmm. is great i don't care i just I, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. for me it that is pretty much irrelevant to my Halo experience. Some of the cutscenes were quite fancy. Halo's never necessarily been one where the story's been the most important thing. You know, historically, it was always that 30 seconds of fun over and over and over again. Well, it is to the fans. It clearly is to a lot of people. It's just not to me. Yeah, but in terms of a core gameplay, it was always the the fun thing to play that had a story if it interested you. But the thing that got you through the beginning to the end of a Halo game was that core gameplay, wasn't it? What always happens with these things is, and, you know, this is not a criticism of any any individual or or the thing themselves that once a thing gets popular people get more and more invested in its law and its fiction oftentimes that isn't really you know because you know that can be that can go in a good positive direction or yeah or it I think cannot <laughs> maybe a little bit different though is halo's always had great environmental storytelling that goes with it you know it's not always about just the story beats that go go through the series i think you know the 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 tone of every single game has its own feeling and i just the t- maybe that's it maybe just the tone of halo 5 wasn't what i expected that's it i was so thrown by the whole thing Interestingly, according to IMDb, the concept of Cortana becoming a villain partway through the game was considered as far back as the development of the original Halo Combat Evolved 2001. She was to turn on, turn on the Master Chief, as in turn against, 
uh, and attempt to use Installation 04, which is somewhat referenced by the game's legendary mode post credit scene, which shows a glimpse of a new Halo becoming active. Ashman86 from the forum says, For a number of reasons, I wasn't really in a frame of mind at the time of launch to give Halo 5 a fair shake, despite rather enjoying Halo 4. I was turned off by the opening cinematic, which felt a little too Marvel Cinematic Universe to me, and I was especially irritated by the game's marketing, which seemed hellbent on making you think you'd be hunting Master Chief all game. Leading up to its release, I'd gotten fairly hyped up for Halo 5's story by listening to the two Hunt the Truth radio drama-like podcast seasons, but it quickly became apparent to me that Halo 5 wasn't really interested in picking up any of the series' plot threads, so I set it aside. It took nearly five years, but eventually I got around to revisiting the campaign just last month. Halo 5 is a good game that's held back from being a great one by a number of its decisions. The narrative pulls the player along on the loosest of threads. At one point, Locke's chasing Chief to bring him in for defying orders? Something like that. I don't know. Chief just wants to find Cortana. And then, out of nowhere, it seems the reason Locke really needs to find Chief is because he's the only one who can save the universe again, this time from Cortana. The important thing is that you get to fight a lot of aliens along the way. The level design opens up here and there into the kinds of near open worlds that the series made itself famous for. And I also rather like the couple of hub world missions that allowed me to quietly explore at my leisure. And while I didn't like it at first, the squad mechanic grew on me too. There are some great set pieces. Riding down the outside of that building ship thing was a particular highlight. But much like Spartan Lock and Company, the game's action is mostly serviceable without feeling memorable. For good and ill, it's the video game equivalent of a popcorn movie. And that's fine enough. I like popcorn movies. Similar feelings uh, to both Tony and me in that regard then, I think. Yeah, like uh, the the disappointment that they didn't pick up the threads from the drama, but also the, well, I'm playing it now and I'm having a good time. So yeah, visual-wise, we've already talked a little about the art direction. Um, One thing I found myself, I went back to the 2017 Digital Foundry video with our friend John Linneman. So... Yeah, reason I, I I would have had an Xbox One S, I think, when this... No, I probably got that in 2016, actually. So I probably yeah, would have still had my launch yeah. Xbox One when this came out. The game used a... Uh, the game had a lot 60 frames a second, which does feel lovely and smooth and, and you know, all the things that you expect from a 60 FPS game. Um, but the dynamic resolution on the base Xbox One was apparently pretty uh, brutal with the... the um, the pixel count dropping to sort of Xbox 360 levels at yeah, times uh, really to, to, to keep the um, to keep the the frame rate up, which meant that you ended up with quite a muddy, murky looking image. Fortunately, playing it on the Xbox One X now, you get full 4K and 60 FPS. I think the dynamic resolution is still in play, but it doesn't. It's not very apparent, and effectively, it looks like a it looks like a a, a modern game. And uh, yeah, for me, I, I thought the game looks pretty darn nice, very clear um, art direction wise. Yeah, it's got some of the old Halo to it. A bit, Obviously, it's still got some of the Halo 4 with the Forerunners and stuff like that. But um, but overall, uh, there were some areas which I actually thought looked really nice and obviously really appreciative of playing the game at uh, a, a, you know, a solid 60 frames a second. The one exception to that, and, and this is noticeable, is enemies off into the distance uh, run at half frame rate. So do, yeah. <laughs> if you see, uh, I've no, Resident Evil 2 does this as well, doesn't it? And 3. So if you've got a zombie that's like 
further out of view it's like you can see it kind of staccato jittering around which i think it's a split screen it's a (laughs) yeah it's a weird solution but i I understand it um but yeah overall i think um playing this in 2020 on a 2017 console which is soon to be outmoded by the series x uh, yeah it it was it was pretty enough on the eye not maybe not like top tier like uh some of the stuff that's come out in the last year or so Uh, it hasn't got hdr for example but mm, glossy Silky 60 frames a second and quite pretty. Yeah, some nice planets and stuff, some uh, some nice alien environments, yeah. snow, sand, rocks, you know, all the usual. Anyone else it, uh, happy with the visuals or unhappy with the art direction? So obviously I was quite critical of the art direction in 4. Um, I don't think that they nailed it with 5, but 5 definitely falls more in line with something like Halo Reach over what you would think of traditional Halo, um, sort of at least Halo 1. The front end menu for this game is just jaw dropping for me. Just the giant really UNSC nice ship. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's lovely. And I could watch it as a screensaver for a while. But in terms of visuals for me, like the, the technical side, I don't really get excited for or, or, you know, or dissuaded by. Like it's just happening in front of me. Mm-hmm. What appeals to me is the actual level design around and the way it looks. And I feel like for the most part, this game is kind of a bit murky, uh, a bit like the front cover is, you know, like it's grey in the middle and there's orange and blue flashes here and there and everywhere. There's a, there's a couple of nice levels mm. where you are running through the canyon with the giant Arbiter, Arbiter statues and like, that stands out because I feel like it is in complete contrast to the other sides of it in terms of level um, progression. Like, you're mm. just like, oh, all of a sudden we're seeing the sun, whereas before it would just be like grey clouds with amazing skyboxes as per usual with the Halo series. But like the opening's a bit... Well, it's snowy, so therefore it's kind of white and grey. And then you go in a few buildings, which is like going inside Super Nez Andros's face, and you're like, okay, this is a bit <laughs> flat shaded polygons. Like, well, that is harsh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you were to step inside Andros's face from the inside, it would just be kind of just like a room with just polygons everywhere. And well, I'm actually, thinking, be a monkey. Well, that's true. Yeah, but it's just um, <laughs> you know, the one that spits tiles at you. That one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, obviously not on that fidelity, but in terms of just like a room being just silver kind mm. of just angles i'm like well where's the where's the fun like well for me where's the fun gone in in the interior for halo and that's never been a strong suit but halo mm. interiors and exteriors have always had character and i feel like five uh kind of misses the mark in terms of like when you go indoors you don't really feel like for the most part for me i don't, I don't really feel like there's enough character indoors like I, I like the idea of in other halo games when you had like explosions going off they were like yeah. covenant kind of you um, like utilities and stuff around that used to fly around the level and things used to kick off and it used to be quite the halo moments I, yeah exactly it used to be quite dynamic oh did you see that thing fly off into whereas here they mm. feel quite static and a bit kind of lifeless like i think we walked through a few of the rooms uh last night or the night before we were just like oh that, that, that just happened you know what i mean like there was no there was no kind of spontaneous spontaneous action it was all just kind of walk forward and headshots you know what i mean right at the True. time um and I, I think this actually pans out, with, you know, looking at, you know, kind of five years down the line. The the criticism at the time was that it had been Call of Duty-fied. By that, it's just yeah. a little bit more kind of, I don't know, fast-paced action, you know, a little bit more kind of precise headshots, a little bit more interior. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of verticality that they introduced in Halo 5 that, you know, where the, you think about, you know, in my headspace, like where Halo is, it's actually about, you know, larger open spaces. I mean, that stuff's in Halo 5, but there is a lot more kind of corridors, Call of Duty kind of like pop in, pop out, quick quick shots. Um, it's a real difficult game on, on on Legendary for that because there's there's not 
quite so much you know there's a there's a lot of extra moves for sure but you know i found myself being pinned down a hell of a lot more than i than i would have expected yeah just a little bit i think some of that once again is because they they continue with the the enemy type of the uh, forerunners which just you know, I I know you can't just keep killing Covenant over and over and over again, but the, the you know the Covenant have that kind of charm and character to them, where the forerunners are just you know kind of a bit bland and metallic. The visuals of those cat enemies reflect for me the visuals for the game yeah. largely as a whole. Like the, the Prometheans, yeah. the forerunners are grey with an orange flashing, and that kind of represents the whole vibe of the game for me. It's just a bit like, can we have a bit more of the Carl said it earlier, flora and fauna in Halo is probably More where organics. I'm, yeah. I, I love it. Like, and when you picture Halo as a thing in your head, it's a warthog, 45 degree angle towards me, and there's loads of trees and everything in the background, and there's probably like a rave tank spitting off a giant energy ball. That's Halo for me, and I don't there's really There's a bunch like, of these moments yeah. in there, though. There's, there's levels with, 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 the, with those but elements, From a I visual point of view, there's not hmm. enough green. Do you know what I mean? Like my my <laughs> point of visual is that it's, it? it's a lot of grey blue and orange flashes and again that rep- that is represented mm. on the front cover of the box art so maybe I shouldn't have been mm. surprised but yeah. I don't know man I just wanted Consistent. to be roving around some trees and stuff like uh, infinite for me from a, a visual point of view right? not technical but visual like mm. it, it is what I wanted from Halo 5 yeah uh, actually uh, yeah uh, on the on the gameplay front of the forerunners like yes it, I think a lot of the the issue with people feeling like Halo 4 wasn't so much of a Halo game was because there was so much combat with the Forerunners, and I don't think in that game maybe they they hadn't quite nailed the f- the the combat feel with those, just in terms of where you could hit them and how they responded to it and stuff like that. I feel that's been yeah. improved here. I feel like the Forerunners uh, pop and explode nicely, but I don't like the. This is an audio point, but the 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 constant um, kind of chatter from them saying really predictable kind of sort of pseudo nineteen fifties. I am a robot. I will kill you. Kind of, you know, humans are bad. You know, this kind of uh, predictable, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, it's very weak. I think, um, and and you know, there, there's sort of jokes in the game about. I know that canonically, all the different covenant types have kind of species names as well as their sort of colloquial names that the the humans know them by. So they're not the the grunts. They're actually the Ganoi or something. Apologies, Halo fans, for not knowing. Um, and there's that kind of thing, and there, there's a there's a Easter egg conversation between a, a grunt and an elite. Apologies for not uh, knowing. You know, I feel like I'm being culturally insensitive here, but they are talking about um, uh, whether they should speak human, i.e., English, or well, probably whichever language audio you're you're playing in, um, or their uh, whatever the name of their actual language is it's the it's the same name as the level that you mentioned earlier Carl Sangilios Sangilios I think that's it yeah they're sort of yeah having one of those cutesy jokey conversations and the grunt's saying Oh, like, it just sounds to me like you're saying what, what, what when you speak saying Helios and all this stuff. But it, but it, it just served it just served the purpose of making me nostalgic for um for them yeah. speaking alien. Because <laughs> Halo's never been the most serious thing, has it? It it's always had that. It's quirk. Been a, yeah, it's always been a like a a contradiction, a contrast of of those yeah. those comedy moments with the grunts running away and blowing blowing themselves up, but also some quite po-faced space opera. In yeah. you know, it's not so different to Star Wars or the MCU from that respect. Uh, absolutely, and and that's seemingly what three four three really struggle with. That's the magic source, whatever it may be, that Bungie had that they just can't seem to get their head around. Like it, it just feels really you know, five in particular feels really kind of 
self-referential. Like it, it, it wants to be something this this big space opera, and it wants to do all away with some of the stuff that made the game so so kind of charming in the first. But you know, it doesn't have that Sergeant Johnson character that kind of you know, makes a levity to something. And in some regards, Bored, it, yeah. in some regards, you know, Cortana mm. gives it that lightness of everybody's wisecracking, but it's just in that really traditional Hollywood action movie yeah. way that it's, is just it's so It's like a bunch of 40-year-olds wrought wisecracking, right? We all think we're funny, but actually, you know, from the outside of these teenagers, they go, what the hell are these old guys? And they never smile and they always walk away from explosions <laughs> in which are going on behind them. And they're all, all eight of them are just like that. And like Buck is supposed to be, I guess, the most kind of, you know, because everyone loves Nathan Fillion, right? Because everyone watched Firefly, right? So we just like him because he's Nathan Fillion and he's a, a likable mm-hmm. presence, but he's just the same as all the others, really. Yeah. <laughs> so my annoyance for the story, you know, still play, still actually filters into the gameplay stuff because, you know, it doesn't have that charm, which I just think, you know, Halo, for me, sums up what Halo is. So you take that out of that and you replace it with something else. I mean, like I say, it just feels like I'm playing a modern day shooter. That's really difficult. I know there's, you know, there's so many shooters out there. But everyone should have its own niche. And it feels like Halo's trying to steal someone else's niche right now and actually not go with what it was. And I think that was actually down to slightly dwindling sales, slightly seeing how much Call of Duty sold and wanting a piece of that pie rather than doing what every every production house should do is make it your own. Maybe so. But I think it's also very hard to keep to keep your identity and your DNA, DNA identical when even though it was a very smooth, slow transition, seemingly like everyone who worked on the original games is no longer there, pretty much. I think I think the, the touch to Call of Duty isn't the, necessarily the most accurate because Call of Duty was arguably at its biggest lull um, in and around the time that this game will have been in development. Obviously, it's since kicked on and sort of caught a second, third wind or whatever you would like to call it now. Mm. But in regards to the seriousness, it reminds me of a different franchise. And the one thing that that, that separated it apart from it, and, I, and the franchise that I'm going to compare it to would be something like Killzone, where... Mm. Very good game, you know, certainly very good in multiplayer. But it was always that little bit too serious mm-hmm. that I could never take it serious yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of how I wanted to enjoy it. Yes, it was desperate Halo, to be gritty. and Yeah, and Halo seems to be chasing that. And that that's never necessarily been what it's about. Uh, it's, it's done that it charm. It was purple and, and green, Halo, wasn't it? And, yeah, and, and, and it, was, it was ridiculous. It yeah. was ridiculous. It was using the colours that you just couldn't use that in a game because it wouldn't <laughs> sell. And, but really, and, again, from the second game, it started taking its space opera way too seriously from my point of view and yeah. started dialing down the colours a bit. And it's kind of just, it's sort of, yeah. I don't, and, and Reach, I love Reach, right? But that was the one that was in, in a way. And it was the best looking one at the time and whatever. But it was, it was, it was a bit of a darker tone still compared to the original, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was. And, and, and there's, there's good and bad things about all that. But in regards to the gameplay aspect and the impact of that shift, because it does feel like a cultural shift in terms of aiming for that grittier nature with four and, and five, is that, I've played Halo I don't know how many times. As far as like an actual major release video game, it may be the game I've completed the most. Um, And I've always felt that I can go and play that game and then if I go and play a level straight after again, I'll see things that didn't happen in any of the other times I've played it. That random aspect, grenades, Mm -hmm. setting off other grenades, the way that the Covenant will come in, maybe the way that they'll drop in, and the way that they'll flank, or even strange conversations that you hear. And, you know, it's like one in 50 times you might hear a certain voice line that will make you laugh and chuckle. And then you play something that is like Halo 4 or Halo 5, where it feels so clinical. 
I'll play that level again and it it'll flow exactly as I've just seen and I'll play it again and it'll flow exactly as I've just seen and that's how kill zones always felt to me when I've played it it's never felt like it 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 thrives in the chaos and the randomness those games are all about the structure and consistency and it's it's like that's what makes mm. battlefield crazy online right is that you never know what's going to happen but then the single player doesn't do that and as a result it doesn't quite land and it just feels like halo has stepped away from that that chaos of the you know the quote unquote halo moments it's curious Something that's that, just right? not the same i want to i want to analyze that a bit more because I had a lot of fun playing through this game recently uh, yeah. with very low expectations. And, you know, I, as I say, I wasn't hyped for it five years ago. And by now it was just like a box ticking exercise and to play <laughs> it for the show and, you know, whatever else. There. I ended up thoroughly enjoying it. And for me, the game retained enough of that magical Halo DNA to still feel right and have a good yeah. time. And yet I also agree with what you're saying. It's, I don't understand what it is. I don't know how much of Bungie's old code they've brought forward into this game, like how much of it's still left. It's weird, though, because if you ask me to actually isolate which bits are missing, like I would totally agree on a, on a helicopter view exactly what you just said, Carl. There's bits missing, like there's certain elements of emergent moments, yeah. the, the, the physics and whatever. It doesn't feel like they're there. But actually, if you analyse any section of the mechanics or the gameplay it feels like it's it is all in there it's just not coming together in the same way somehow mm -hmm. so yeah. like yep. the great the, the the physics are still there so the warthog flips over it rolls down a hill the grenades still roll down hills and blow up and cause chain reactions all that stuff that used to create the magic is still in there but it's not quite working its magic T someone explain yeah. why it's a facsimile it, 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 it's it, not the actual thing it's weird it it, it, it it's it's weird because yeah, I mean, from a technical aspect, that stuff is in there, but there's there's something that stops it coming to the forefront, and it's not even that we've become so jaded towards seeing it because it's become so normal. Because if you go back and play those originals in the Master yes, Chief Collection, yeah. it still happens. I totally agree. That's exactly what I was thinking, Darren. We were playing this together yesterday mm. on Legendary, and yeah. exactly as uh, Tony was saying, it Legendary feels familiar, but again, just slightly different in that. We were we were we didn't play for hours. We played for like an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah, but we had a good time. But mm -hmm. it was um, it was again it was recognisable and it felt close, but just not quite like old Halo for for, for good and ill. So there's a prime example yesterday when or the day before I can't remember when it was. Time is weird now. I was around the corner, right? And the, the little grunt with the suicide sticky in his hands it got me twice, and it was yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like in the older Halo games, if that happened. The, the physics on the grenades would be looser, so they'd, they'd fly off at a funnier angle, mm -hmm. and then okay. that would have a chain reaction. Like It feels like the gravity or you know the physics and the gravity working together, they feel like... You just like need to change the numbers. Yeah, to, just make it looser. <laughs> yeah. like, it, it feels like everything in the old Halo games and that engine, it must be the engine that it's running on, everything yeah. felt like it wasn't 100% realistic. You know what I mean? Like these mm. giant... When you step inside like in an indoor arena in Halo 1, 2, 3, you've got these covenant structures that are purple-looking ammo boxes, it looks like. And if they were to take a, a grenade explosion, they would mm. fly around with hilarious, you know, consequences. Yes, like, yes, you know, they'd yes. get, get in your way, they'd block the stairs. You'd be like, oh, I'm supposed to get this out of the way. So you'd end up like meleeing them out the way. <laughs> someone would wedge a banshee. That's, that's a gameplay kind of floor though, Darren. Like, if someone doesn't know how to do that, how will they get through the level? <laughs> yeah. but you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. these things are what make, for me, Halo a dynamic and fun experience is that you just don't know what's going to happen. And I feel like the physics engine within 
the bungee games mm. were tuned to a more comedy fun kind of experience right. whereas yeah. here it's like everything from the visuals to the way the gravitas of how everything feels it feels like they've toned it all to a more serious approach mm-hmm. to kind of appeal to a different a different yeah. audience i guess so like when you throw a grenade in this one the grenade doesn't go miles like a like a rainbow arch like it does in the old games it kind of just goes in front of you a little bit and then you end up blowing yourself up and you're like no if that was halo and mm-hmm. I, was, I was master chief he would launch it as far <laughs> as i'm gonna like the reticule would let me do you know what i mean it feels like they they are dialing down the kind of mm, the well, chaos the, the carnage the, the, yeah and the grunts yeah. in this one aren't you know they they, they make funnier noises in this one compared to four because in four they kind of completely removed all the fun out of them didn't they really but yeah. now that they are kind of like dark blue looking kind of nothingness mm-hmm. but with funnier voices again whereas in the old halo games they were just it was cast, it, it was it was just it was madness Man, mine, and, mine always had confetti that came out of the top of them because i put that yeah. that egg up because <laughs> yeah. it was hilarious and you know that's and a cheer every time you shot them that yeah. like, confetti attitude was born by bungee and that in essence was kind of in the spirit mm. of all those games, mm-hmm. right? Emblematic and free for of, free are trying to yeah. emulate that. And it's not coming across right. And mm. if that if, if it was me, I'd just go in there and go, make the physics just a little bit more loose and then see what happens. Yeah, maybe you're right. You know, we've talked about gameplay here, but we haven't actually even talked about what they were trying to achieve with Halo 5, which is this squad-based mechanic. And it's because there's not really a lot to it. It's like you can point someone, go over there, you know, take cover, you know, attack this enemy. Attack, you know, Heal this person. How about if I go down, you pick me up? No, that's not programmed. Yeah, the AI is a bit, let's say, the playing solo, you're still with AI companions, like if you're playing Left 4 Dead, but they're a bit sketchy, yeah. If I took away your three buddies that were on the battlefield with you, would Halo 5 be a better or worse game for it? I always enjoy playing these games in co-op with humans, but it's a very different experience. Yeah. And going back to the earlier Halos, uh, I rather enjoyed the that sort of classic FPS me versus the so everyone absolute yeah. <laughs> core mechanic we haven't even touched upon probably would actually say if you ripped it out of the game it would not make many difference that means a whole squad of people that wouldn't actually be there they could have focused the story a bit more rather than having these excess characters around it's decisions like that it's this idea of you know more is better rather than you know less mm. is more it's like we're going to follow through with this but we're not going to take it to a squad based you know, hardcore squad-based mechanic because we don't want to frighten off like Star Wars Republic yeah, Commander we, we, or something. We like. don't want to frighten off a new new group set of people. Halo Reach did a better job of that. I mean, you were with a squad and you actually felt like part of a squad in Halo Reach. It's just a thing. It's just something that is existing in this world. Which they go down, you pick them up. Occasionally, they cover your back. If you play on. Uh, on the hard in legendary difficulty they're all but useless you need and it's great if you're playing okay fair enough for their point of view with the squad if you're playing with somebody else online it makes a bit more context to to why that person is there but you know how many people actually did that you know going back to the numbers how many people played this in co-op and how many people played this in four player co-op to well, yeah four player i thought there was a admirable attempt with the the voice cons with the characters actually talking about what they're doing they and why they're up. doing it they never shut uh, up yeah. well there, there is that but it's actually you know it's arguably some of it's quite useful but yeah um i i, I didn't have a huge problem with it playing on normal at all um but yes i can imagine them being a bit of a burden on higher in fact i did find this yesterday uh or the day before after uh darren logged off i carried on for a bit leaving me with AI companions only and yes uh, it was 
they were more of a hindrance than a help, to be honest, yeah. a, lar- a large amount of the time. Uh, and yeah, Left 4 Dead is one of my all-time favourite games. Uh, so if you build your game around that, then I think it can absolutely work. Uh, but maybe they yeah. were caught between the two, you know, the old way of doing things. Uh, yeah, I don't... <laughs> In Reach, you didn't have any real no, command, didn't. did you, over your No, no but you cared in for fact, your In fact, you were the rookie in that squad. And, and that's, well. this, this is the difference with Reach. I know you don't necessarily, you know, 100% of the story, but you actually, because they built a relationship with the characters that you you with, when they went down or when Somewhat, each yeah. one of them dies, you know, there's, an, a, there's a, like, you know, I, I, he was like, he was part of my team. You know, in this, if all of them, all, you know, three of my characters, I can't even name them. If all three of my characters died, fine. I'll just carry on the fight. Like it's, you know, I did this before. Like, it's just, it's, it seems like an idea that just wasn't fleshed out. Or if it was fleshed out, it was too much for the average, well, as a, for, you know, the average player that was going to pick up this game, that they, it would have gone too far left field of what Halo was. So then, yeah, kind of why have it there? It's just, it's just, you know, another element to a it game. It just felt like a way to load you into a level with a set of guns in a loadout. It just seemed like a Call of Duty loadout that I'm going to go in with a shotgun or I'm going to go in with an assault rifle or I'm going to go in with a battle rifle. Their armours look good, though, uh, all, <laughs> yeah. of your, all of your colleagues. Soundtrack-wise, um, it while it, for me, does sort of fall into the... Uh, obviously, you've got some of the old uh, Marty O'Donnell themes in there as well which uh, just automatically, you know, kind of in the same way of, as in the Disney Star Wars recent trilogy, like even if you're thinking this isn't Star Wars, then it only takes a, a few notes of John yeah. Williams to go, oh, yeah, it's Star Wars. It, it, Halo rather works like that. And I think although a lot of the, the new music does fall somewhat into the generic modern blockbuster category, I actually thought, again, with the, the production of it being so strong and the, I, I think that I, I quite like the fact they got, the, the, this uh, you know Japanese composer in from Konami because I think there's a a, a trend overall with with Western composed uh, modern sci-fi blockbuster music to kind of rely on certain cues and it seems to me that in certain uh, scenarios Kazuma Janucci kind of didn't care about certain conventions, modern conventions, and was willing to go that bit further in terms of making certain moments a bit more dramatic or a bit more uh, kind of, yeah, there, there wasn't much subtlety to it. And actually, I don't think that's what this game called for. In regards to the soundtrack, it is a nice mix. I think it is a stronger soundtrack than we've seen um, since 343 have been on it. And there's one track in it specifically that I absolutely adore and listen to regularly. Yeah. And and that's one that's kind of it's a it's a modern take on the uh, original score. Uh-huh. Um yeah. and and it's a really clever mix um that that kind of gives the the old and the new to to, to what for me I find is a, is a perfect blend. Um so in regards yeah I absolutely agree with you the sound the it has more oomph in the sound effects the yeah. score uh for the most part, works well in the lows. You know, Halo's always worked high in the uh, well in the highs, right? You know, at those trigger points. Um, it's kind of what makes Halo essential. And mm. in Halo Five, it it doesn't necessarily hit those peaks at those moments, but it maintains a steadier um, quality of soundtrack uh, through the moments where maybe you wouldn't have had one. Um, in the past, and I do appreciate that. I am still slightly offended by the sound of the warthog. But oh, I didn't <laughs> notice that. What, what, what was it? Is it? 
Is it wrong? It, it, it's too it high pitched. <laughs> yeah. It just it doesn't do it for me. And it did uh, it. It, 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 it. I had the same problem in the Halo Infinite trailer oh, as well. No, I didn't really yeah. notice that. I wanted you wanted more throaty. Yeah, I just I kind of love the old sound of the of the yeah. Warthog, but it, yeah. hey, that that's me. For the fact that they've improved well, the guns from four to five. Yes. Yeah, I think that, there's a that, lovely that contrast between the 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 you know the UNSC bullet spewing guns and uh, there's some nice proper sci-fi pew-pew going on. Like My overall pervading feeling of the audio is that I wish there were more quiet moments because whenever there's a moment of ah. just doing something that isn't combat, there's just chitter-chatter over the thing. You're like, oh, good idea, yeah, wisecracking, fun comment. You're like, all right, can we just enjoy the atmosphere for a minute? And then they're always just jibber-jabbering at each yeah. other. Mm. Like Halo, for me... Like, you know, the, the 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 banter between me and my brother would, you know, would fill in the blank moments, but at least it'd be interesting for us. But when I'm playing Halo on my own, I really love the moments when it's just quiet and you can yeah. hear the ambient noises. Space all, alien atmosphere, like No Man's all, Sky or something. It's all breathing around you and it just mm. feels like, you know, you're in it and you're like, yeah, yes, this is it. The wildlife. I don't need to hear what <laughs> Linda's got ready for dinner. I don't, you know, what I mean, I'm not bothered. Yeah, I wish I had more quiet moments and like, so to appreciate all the noises that you know is so great about Halo, like a sticky plasma grenade kicking off and stuff like mm. that. I feel like it's all kind of undermined by this constant communicado between the eight of them. It's just a bit too much for me. Caliburn M from the forum says, while I'm not a massive fan of Halo, I've completed the campaigns of all but Halo Two and enjoyed them, but Five was just a slog. While the graphics and sound were polished, the actual locations were generally dull and generic to the point where I can barely remember them well enough to describe here. But the big problem for me was the gameplay. Playing on normal, the enemies were so damaging and accurate I had to play the game as a poor man's cover shooter, forever hiding and waiting for the shield to recharge. In contrast, while playing Reach on normal difficulty with my son, I would charge in and normally survive while feeling like a super soldier. In 5, you feel like a new recruit with crappy equipment. I still rarely died or had any difficulties progressing. It just made it slow and dull. Halo 5 was a massive disappointment, moving Halo further away from its original identity than ever. I don't want to be just a negative guy, honey, but like, there's some weird weird stuff around the decision around the Walden boss battles, which I just don't... Mm. I mm. don't understand the idea of it which was you have a boss battle with warden he's kind of a big bad he's kind of part of the antagonist yeah he's like uh he's sort of becomes he's surrogate right hand man yeah. for 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 cortana and he's or tantamount to. relatively hard to take down on the high difficulties he's a real slog to do and actually Carl he was an absolute Carl me actually Carl rage quit one night when we were playing it was that much but um, (laughs) you you fight him seven times I mean not one not two uh, I could count all the way up to seven but seven Times. As I said, uh, said earlier it's it's never any different either apart from when there's loads of them at the end give give him an extra weapon or something like not one of them is what you would call a fun boss fight and obviously a lot of boss fights in video games historically suck right the the majority aren't as good as the minority that are outstanding i would and agree stand out. with that as a yeah as but a why, why that many times it's just, it's just it's one of those gameplay decisions that you're like really this guy again <laughs> like it was the first time it was fine but you know by the time i've done it multiple times have i got any better at him maybe is that player feedback i I guess like it's bits like that. You just it's it's a classic example of you know a, a novel that is just too long. You know it, it needs snipping. It 
you know, needs a little bit of the nip and tuck. You know, one or two characters could do a taking out, one or two gameplay scenarios, one mm-hmm. or two levels could do of a, a nip and tuck, make them a bit shorter. It's not that make long, them... though, despite no, you saying not, that. No, it's not, but it can be if longer. you're playing it on the harder difficulty. But it, yeah, of it course. Just... Yeah, it's all, the boss battle is awful on Legendary. Yeah, Halo's always five times as long on Legendary, right? To me, that's a good example of the gameplay. It's just, you know, there's all these elements there, but you come against something like that and it just throws you off a tangent a bit. And you go, well, okay, fine. I, I do like, and as I said before, I, I like the gameplay. I think, you know, it's it feels about right what they can do within the, you know, the enemy that you face. It's never going to be the Covenant again in, in that regard. like they've done they've done that thing. But it also doesn't feel like, you know, this is necessarily the way that they they needed to take it. And I enjoyed my time running through it. But there was always that element of like, huh, I, I could have done a bit shorter. Or I could have done with more explore. I, I like the level where you, you know, explored around and had a little bit of freedom to yourself and kind of went around the environment and, f- and found stuff. So... Yeah, I think I'm a combination of both, but I, it's the fact that Darren's played through the game three times means he's he's faced the Walden. What's that? Twenty one times. And he rage quits. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it on Legendary being an, an actual like headache. Yeah. It's, it's the, the one near the end where it's in like a big arena ish thing, and he's up on a platform above you. I think we ended up just just absolutely just yeah on on the verge of what Carl did and just just turning it <laughs> off and going right that's enough because it's rubbish mm. and I think I think we just flew through it I think we literally had the right combination of weapons to fluke our way through it and that's not what I I like Halo Four or mm. Legendary like if I'm playing Halo Legendary I feel like I'm in like I'm actually like the master of the combat you know what I mean and I'm yeah. in I'm in I'm in tune with it whereas this this Warden guy I never felt. 100% in tune with how I was dealing with him so yeah to get past yeah. that all those boss fights was just like let's just brute force it and see what happens and uh, yeah it was never clear that you were actually doing the right thing right they didn't have that level of feedback mm. um, and and the, some of the boss battles on legendary felt so long that you were like yeah. do I actually fight him here or am I just wasting ammo like We've all had those fights in games before where you pause for a second and you're not actually sure whether you're actually doing <laughs> the right, right thing. Weapon? Yeah. And, it, and it, it felt like that at times and that, that was he really doesn't frustrating. really react apart from his audio. It's, no. it's, it's, all, it's all in the speech, isn't it? Um, it of, is. Until, until the, you, you get to a certain point of damage when he clearly does react, but it's like you have to damage him several times before he just, yeah, and then he starts going, stop shooting me. Or something. <laughs> like I am a robot. Ow. Ow, I'm a robot. That was Mechahawk from uh, Pilot Wing 64. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. Uh, it's just, yeah. I think the, the the problem with the boss battle, the fact that you fight him so many times, it staggers me that someone in QA, someone internally, you know, from design to development to directors didn't look at this and go yeah. is this not a little too much that we're not actually changing it up but it also looks it makes you look a bit cheap doesn't it you recycling does, the yeah. same mm-hmm. boss battle multiple times it's like well we haven't really got the resources or the care or the passion to make multiple bosses so we'll just have the same boss fight six times <laughs> you didn't even need it once just, no, yeah, just don't have it just like have it twice or and like halo's never needed boss battles just have a bigger a bigger battlefield. I think the hunters are a better boss battle yes. than than any mm-hmm. many. Do you know what I mean? Like the the um the elites as well. Like I feel like just the natural yeah. enemies within Groups Halo the, yeah. are, are, yeah. are, are a boss enough. Yeah. You don't need bigger and better. You can just no. Well it was balance. It was all about balance, right? The first time you come across a hunter, you're like, oh my god, so you get absolutely yeah. destroyed and ripped through in Halo One. Then you realise actually one pistol bullet to the back will kill them. And you're like it, it, it's understanding and that evolution and, and mm. changing your play style. Mm. And again, it came to a boss battle as the same problem with the Halo 2 with the three boss battles in yeah. Halo 2, yeah. right? 
keep going through with one technique until it works. Right, I mean, this is that. a this is a conversation we've had before and it's a side conversation. It's probably one we'll have again and maybe we should just do yeah. a whole podcast about it. But who is it who, like, I totally agree with you, Carl, like in, throughout the history of gaming, obviously there, there are some legendary boss battles and, uh, and some that are just plenty fine, you know, you, it, not a massive spike, but there are so many that are, are just across the board. You will find people going, oh, that boss. And I've got two <laughs> yeah. friends, neither of whom are quite as, you know, completely invested in games and games culture as the likes of the Cade Ritz crew, but both lifelong gamers and, and very keen. They both hate all boss battles mm-hmm. because of all the bad ones they've had. So they, mm-hmm. they, they will say, I just, you know, I will go through them if I like the game enough, but generally just, so who is it? Is it, what, what is it? Who is it? Who's keeping boss battles in games? And for, for me, a boss battle is about taking everything you've learnt and trying it against a, a more difficult enemy. Yeah. Now, in the context of the Warden, if you came against the Warden, he kicked your ass and then he disappeared and you're like, holy shit, only just about... I'm sorry. Holy damn, I only just about um, <laughs> survived that. And then he came at the end with that same weapon set and you wiped the floor with him because you've learnt all the techniques, you picked up more weapons. That's a good, interesting mechanic of saying, look how much you've grown as a character. In this, it's like, well, keep on going. Eventually, this will become fun. If it wasn't the first time, it will be the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. No, it's still not yeah. fun. It's like, God, just try something different. I mean, that's the thing. If it was, if it was, if it was a boss battle that we'd all thought was really well designed and clever and exciting, then doing it six times no, might have seemed a little bit <laughs> OTT. But, but we'd have been like, okay, well, it was fun every time. But when, yeah, it just seems so intrinsic to what makes up a video game that people don't whoever's responsible for the design and direction of a game never seem to step away from the concept because video games have always had them yeah who says how many bosses has it got i'm not buying this game unless it's got eight bosses <laughs> yeah i mean dark souls does it well right of because course it's built yeah. around it yeah of course but in games course. that aren't built around boss battles they're almost fall apart almost never done brilliantly yeah. i mean i'm thinking the last game that I think had a great boss battle that wasn't built around boss battles was probably DMC. And what's that, 2012? It's, it's actually funny you bring up this conversation because I'm I'm knee-deep into Elder Scrolls Online at the moment and that game is full of boss battles. But under that same you know analogy, you pick... Aren't they you, more stat-based, though? But yeah, you get to pick and choose when. And actually, it's a it's a procedure of how well your character is improving. Yeah. Like, you go there, you die very first time, but by the end, you're solo in something that was almost impossible for you to yeah, yeah, take yeah. one hit from. Like, it's a different kind yeah, of thing. It's a different yeah. kind of game. But yeah. that's where they can work outside of it. But, you know, in this, it, it wasn't really required in the first place. And then they, they several in times down it. <laughs> like, they don't just double down on it. They set up on it. Set up on it. Set up on it. Set up on it. Set up But it goes into that point of, like, was yeah. it needed? No. Why then keep on, you know, yeah. bashing your I head about? I'd rather just have a, a, a big, well-designed arena mm-hmm. with a good combo of enemy types yeah every time yeah, um, you know, yeah absolutely not all games do have like like you know the annoying boss battles no, like metro primes they're just like infuriating for me like you, you, <laughs> yeah like, it's not because Ridley. they're like oh they're poorly designed it's just that they're ridiculously hard like exactly it's just yeah. the amount of hp that you that takes off versus what you do to the boss it's yes. just like they just feel unbalanced and it's just like a, a hurdle for the sake of it because that's what games do yeah. even like cuphead it, like it come out as a game like revealed it's like oh it's all boss battles and it's a boss rush like, game yeah you're joking aren't you so they had to <laughs> delay it and make levels that weren't just <laughs> boss battles so like I don't know whose desire it was to, um, you know, just to kind of pepper games of boss battles. Because like, I mean, I, yeah, I like rare games from the N64 era, and their boss battles are awful. 
Mizar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you like, got that coming Franz up. Hilda from Banjo Kazooie, man. Like, it's just, uh, it's just yeah. terrible. Like, yeah. it's, it's fun to look at and it's, you know, it's, it's comedic and it's, yeah. but as an endurance of your abilities, it's just unfair. And mm. yeah, I've played enough boss battles to, to go, you know what? If I could just press a skip button, I would probably do it after two attempts. Yeah, I'm t- totally, obviously, I would never sort of write off the entire <laughs> thing and certainly wouldn't write off all the classic boss rush games and all the great Japanese shoot 'em up bosses and all yeah. that in one mm-hmm. fell swoop. But. I think there is this over-reliance on, on slipping them into like uh, the any Colossus, first or third person action game, even yeah. even when it goes against the, the actual all sense and reason, just like, it's got to have bosses. We've only got yeah. one. Okay. It's got to have this <laughs> boss seven times. Yeah. They're a, they're a strange one. And I think they're just part of, like you say, it's just part of the heritage of games. So let's just stick one in there. But it's just, yeah, this one, the warden, like, I, I don't really remember him, which is kind of fascinating because <laughs> he didn't have faced him off so many times. He's, <laughs> he's just, just, he's just a, a big robot. You, you faced him 21 times, Darren. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand it. Like, how can I not really remember him other than the stress? We, like, we didn't no, get like, to him uh, the other night, but. But we did, no. um, but yeah, to, again, just briefly back to the moment to moment, we did find that, uh, as with classic Halo campaigns, when we were, when we first started out, we were a bit dicey. Then we got into a bo- bit where we were both being a bit too solo player and a bit too reckless right. and we kept yeah. getting wiped. And then by the end of the session, Darren was getting sleepy, bless him, because he's a parent, but um <laughs> But we were, we got in such a good groove and rhythm, didn't we? We were we were yeah, just nailing like, section after section. And the hunters was was the epitome of that. Like yeah. we were getting destroyed by these hunters. There's two of them, and like you go down this elevator shaft and it cracks the window. Two of them on a platform. Yeah, and like one of one of us ended up going around the back and distracting him while we were kind of just like we, we took one of the hunters out, and then the last one was like, "Well, who do I look at now?" And we were kind <laughs> of manipulating him via yeah. via the gameplay, and we worked it out. And it's kind of like that's what's rewarding about games as a whole, but. When it comes to Halo, the bosses for me aren't, you know, the guys yeah. who are the biggest. And that the, hunter the most... fight was, for me, infinitely yeah. more pleasurable than any oh, absolutely. battle against a, a gobshite uh, warden. <laughs> Same goes for, you know, double pistoling <laughs> an, an elite. Like, you plasma pistol him and then pop him off with a magnum. Like, it doesn't have to be an epic 10 hour, you know, or 10 hour, 10 minute drawn out yeah. fight. Yeah. Like, yeah, a boss battle for me could just be, yeah. I've worked out the the combination to defeat him in one hit. Again, I mean? there's and, no universal panacea for some games. Bosses are great. Yeah. And they're and went beautifully designed and incredibly fun, but this just yeah. Anyway, I think we've laboured the point. <laughs> There'll be two K occasional contributor these days from the forum says Halo Five felt like it was caught between two ambitions: one for three four three to do something that provided their own stamp after four, and another to still try to make it feel like Halo. It's not the most even of campaigns and suffers from the same fractured storytelling that the second game had, albeit I did enjoy the overall narrative and I have enough investment in the characters and in Cortana to want to know what happens next. While the shooting may not hit the heights of three and reach, I still like it. There's an interplay of shields, ammo and movement that still works for me, even if the level design does not engage in quite the same way. Although, having said that, sliding down a guardian at the start of one level was a huge amount of fun at the time. Halo's biggest problem feels like one of age and nostalgia, where the history creates an imprint the series can never escape from. Five is no different, feeling like it wanted to provide a refresh without moving away from the core tenets of what went before, but in doing that created something that became a blurry vision, albeit one I still enjoyed playing. It's hard to know if that's because the game's gameplay pulled me through or the narrative made me want to finish it because I was that invested. 
A special mention must go to the multiplayer, however. Warzone was great fun, a full battle with both PvE and PvP that allowed me to contribute consistently despite my poor aim against other human players. It was consistently great fun, and personally, I rarely felt the wreck packs ever got in the way. Yeah, so the multiplayer, Derek mentions it there. Obviously, uh, I haven't spent a huge amount of time with it, but what I did play really took me back to those nostalgic Mm -hmm. nights of late 2004, early 2005, early days of Xbox Live and broadband, playing Halo 2, just sitting there on my own. And uh, and I I did go back to it a little bit from Halo 3 as well in 2007-8. And 60 frames a second again, super slick, super tight, shooting's crisp. Arenas seem well designed to me in my Mm. limited experience and, and expertise. And yeah, for a few hours, I had... Uh, yeah, a good time. The The thing that put me off was the requisition packs because it looked like pay to win stuff. And I was concerned that I kept coming up against people who seemed to have extra powers that weren't available in the arena. So I'm just assuming they've bought or won packs that they're now using. Maybe I'm completely misguided about that. It might be like the cards in Titanfall where you just you can just earn enough to, to get by. But but yeah, overall, I seem to get, a, I, I seem online, the consensus seems to be that the multiplayer in across Halo 5 is, is a bit of a cracker. Mm, yeah, I, I love it. And the reason why I haven't put, you know, 100 hours into it as opposed to 12 is because I get too into it. And, and when I get more into a multiplayer game, I get frustrated when I lose <laughs> and I don't like it. So I just turn it off yeah. and go, right, no, no, I'm, I'm, I, you know, it's... It, it, like, oh, I want to get so into the Halo 5 multiplayer like that I want to be the best. And when I'm not, it kind of, I was like, oh, 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 I'm not going to play it for another hour. Do you know what I mean? And, I'll come back tomorrow. And then and you're five you years playing. in to other people being wanting to be the best. So, well, you know. <laughs> that's it, yeah. But like, I played some on launch uh, and it really, it reminds me of how people probably, and this is a lot of speculation, but I never really got into Quake 3. But the way I was playing Halo 5 reminded me of, how people think of Quake 3. Like, there's spawn points for, you know, power weapons. I'm remembering where stuff is on the map because they're well-designed and there's like, um, you know, there's a constant kind of indicator of where you are, like, oh, I'm in red base, red ramp and stuff like this. And there's a lot of information being fed to the player. So if you're playing with a friend, you can pretty much say, look, you know, I'm, if, if, if I'm taking a shot in true hello fashion, my thing goes yellow to indicate a warning and therefore I can go, oh, I'm in blue base and then you can quickly nip around and, you know, um, help each other out. But the movement in it is just brilliant. Like when you go up a, like a grav lift and then you, you know someone's at the top because you've just got the feeling. Like the game's got this great sense of... The audio is solid as well in, in the multiplayer, yeah. I would say. It's, um, it reminds me of Battlefield in, in how informative it is to the player. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like if someone throws a grenade and you hear kind of the rattle of the grenade because mm. you can hear it now because people aren't chattering over the game like like the AI does. It's got a mute all button as well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I always do that. But yeah, you can, you can hear the noises of what's going on around you, so therefore you're aware of where the other the opponents are. So you go up this grav lift and then you hold down the RB button to do like this power down move. And if when it comes off, it's just absolutely like joyous endorphin rushes. Like, yeah, this is this is the best fun I've had on Xbox Live for ages. Mm. And um, it, is, it is a pure, for me, it's a pure arcadey mm-hmm. that's not you know like it's just so quick and fast and playable I'm just, I just yeah. let's use the is, f word <laughs> oh yeah I, I, I think it's the most fun for me that halo's ever been a multiplayer and you know mm. i wish I, could, I, I i it's the time Ooh. to kill the time to kill for me in this game 
is so much more better than Halo. From my personal experience, Halo 1, 2, and 3, it's like you're chipping away at their, their shield for ages. And you're like, mm. oh, come on. It can be, yeah. Whereas this, it's like, yeah, it can be if you're using the right weapon combination. Yeah. Mm. But for me, I feel like in Halo 5, I can't remember Halo 4, to be honest, but in Halo 5, <laughs> you, you've got a more even playing field, I feel like. I feel like it's it's tuned to an nth of its, of its life. And I feel like no matter if you're playing now, you know, there's obviously the exceptions because if you win a match, it bumps you into a kind of a, an invisible bracket that, you you know, your players are amazing. Oh, I always okay. felt like I had a good chance in terms of mobility and just the information you were given. I felt like I had a chance and that's kind of what is the magic behind a multiplayer game is that wherever you're good or bad at the start, you've got and you feel like you've got a chance and the presentation around it all is just brilliant like when you lose you get like a two second glimpse of them looking sad and it just cuts off it's like boom, and you're like oh, that was wicked like i love the the style the voiceover is the most uh comedic as well isn't it like it's way more yeah, whereas it was really quite am. quite serious before now it's like it's really overemphasized like exaggerated like he's really got a tongue in his cheek going, yeah. oh slayer yeah i mean that's always something that i've enjoyed about the multiplayer and I've, you know halo's gone through its phases right obviously the first one was a campaign only cooperative the yeah. second game had a campaign that was a little bit fragmented um for good and bad in multiple ways but it had a really solid multiplayer and that's generally what people remember that for halo 3 is kind of the odd one out in that it kind of excelled at both mm-hmm. Um, and then with Halo 4, we actually had quite a solid multiplayer game there. We did see a shift somewhat towards what um, Call of Duty is. That is the most Call of Duty-esque influence on Halo. Mm. It does seem to be in the multiplayer, um, particularly with the time to kill, as Darren's already alluded to. And I didn't mention Reach, which is my favourite of the multiplayer games, and I spent three months playing that solid. Uh, <laughs> uh, but when it came to Halo Five, I was kind of intrigued. I was more excited about the um the the campaign, which I thought was really gonna change all all structure for Halo for the for the better. Um it obviously it didn't. We had the Warzone mode, which kind of took the larger scale maps like Blood Gulch and stuff that we've been familiar with and made them slightly bigger, put boss battles for the PvE and PvP elements, and that was kind of fun. Um I spent about six, seven hours um, in that mode, looking at my stats. I've not actually played the multiplayer in Halo 5 anywhere near as much as I actually, in my head, thought I had. Uh, primarily mm. with just so many other games to play, it's really difficult these days. But the actual multiplayer, and it's so weird that Darren mentioned this, because I thought, when I'm going to talk about it, I'm going to talk about how the maps are now structured to be smaller and fast, mm. like an arena-based game like Quake 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he steals my thunder and, and <laughs> yeah. he's absolutely he's right in what he's saying because that, that is the impact that it has. It, it feels really contained and structured. The weapons work so well in multiplayer, even better than they do in the campaign for the balance of them. Mm. Um, we have seen a huge shift and improvement in the way some guns do work from 4. So um, probably the, most, the, the gun that fell f- most flat in 4 was probably the real gun. It's an absolute monster in Halo 5. It's brilliant in the multiplayer. Um, it's quick loading. They obviously learned quite a bit from the issues that they experienced with the Master Chief collection. So you're quite you're nipping between the, the maps. And I did put more time into Warzone. I wasn't a big fan of it, but it was the new big thing. And, did it die and off? Cost I, I hear it's harder to get a game of that now than the other modes. Is that true? It, it is because of the amount of players required for right. it to work, but but they also supported it with new maps and stuff, and that was the one that got quite a lot of evolution. And and, and it did improve, but the, the, the multiplayer is essentially four on four, so 
getting eight players for multiplayer is never that difficult. No. And the the ability, and this is obviously one of the things that the Xbox absolutely shines in, is the ability to jump in on people and make that that partying up and, and stuff so effortless. Um, and, you know, I've got some really good memories of, of Halo 5. Um, and it, arguably one of my most annoying memories is, is my best one as well, of joining in a game with... Um, participant in the forum flabio yes i'm looking at the the numbers you've posted here this was yeah. this is uh i mean this is just an excuse for you to show off but i think you've earned it, is. You've earned it because <laughs> that is one hell of a performance so um i went into a game and we're 28 and 1 um and absolutely 27.3 kda 27.3 kd yeah um you got uh, top killing spree top multi-kill style and weapon proficiency badges i got everything <laughs> except for the badge for 30 kills and no deaths or is it 20 kills and no deaths i can't wow. remember i was so bitter when i died because it came near the end but <laughs> the the maps were so well crafted in the arena mode as well like the, the there's a genuine care that if there's going to be an object there, it's to obscure a certain direction to give balance and direct to, to, to give that balance of uh, respawns and racing to ammos. And it doesn't ever feel like um, it doesn't fall into the worst traps of something like Call of Duty, where you essentially get um, squeezed into a corner before the respawns reset. So you get absolutely grenade camped, and mm-hmm. you know all all the things that I love about in the moment multiplayer shooting. They knocked out the park in Halo Five Guardians. Um, it it really is an incredibly solid suite of multiplayer features and mods. Excellent. It's good to hear your your enthusiasm for for that side of things. Uh, no firefight in this one. Yeah. I guess they focused mm-hmm. on Warzone. Uh, I know how much you yeah I know how much you loved the the Bungie Halo multiplayers. I remember us playing some certainly some Reach back in the day, possibly even yeah. some three. I Actually, I don't mind the fact that firefight wasn't there. I played huge amounts of firefight in the other games. Mm. Like I I think. I, I really liked Warzone and I think they, they tried to do something a little bit different from what the, the rest of the industry was doing at the time. Um, and I, you know, I, I diminished in return to me. I, you know, I played less and less uh, online Halo as every game's come out, but I did really enjoy yeah, Five. Yeah. There's a lot more competition these days. Well, there is, but... <laughs> and just so much free, like so many free-to-play games that are really good as well. It's, uh... But what I, what I will say is, ironically, with the movement and the feel of the game, I think it... <laughs> In Halo 5, it all plays very well into the multiplayer, you know, more so than it does in the single player. It's almost like the single player has to put up with what they wanted to achieve with the multiplayer because, you know, modern day game, you know, where's where's actually its its long tail line? And the fact is, you know, it did have, you know, rec packs in which, you know, you could support mm. the game going forward. And that was going to be a way that Microsoft made, you know, a continued stream of income from this. So I actually, I, you know, I don't know whether I'd, necessarily support the idea of the multiplayer had to be like this and the single player had to suffer because of that but mm. at the same time I, I can't blame them for for chasing down a certain aisle and i didn't play huge amounts of the rep pack stuff but in, in warzone yes because if you got rep packs you had more equipment that you could pull yeah. down you know you had mm-hmm. more abilities to, you know to get tanks and stuff and whatnot which would do you know ironically give you more rep packs but actually I think they did a way that they they you could actually the more the worse you were doing the better the rep pack stuff or the quicker you'd earn. So they tried to balance it out a little bit, you know, pride versus actually yeah, technique. And it and it doesn't I think they dumb dumbed that's a terrible word. I think they they lowered the requirements um for some of the rep pack stuff and altered that over a, a longer period of time because a lot of people were fairly annoyed. And that's one thing with Halo five. It's not really talked about, but 
it's had had a continued stream of updates. Uh, the the multiplayer is is still fairly popular. It's up on the you know the charts quite a lot. Uh, I think it's kind of well watched amongst Twitch communities and stuff. It's not. Yeah. It's not the level of you know the competition of Call of Duties and stuff. And I think that really annoyed Microsoft, but you know it is what it mm. is. And I think it, it's it's found a base of people that still support Halo Five five years later. And I think that's what they were trying to achieve with that. And yeah, and yeah, and but um, I think you know even in the single player, like they've done updates. So I remember they changed how Legendary worked, for instance, in single player. Like they made it slightly easier because people were actually complaining that this is too hard, this is unfair. Um, so they altered that. They've added score modes that weren't there originally, which, you know, some people would engage in that, some people wouldn't. But the fact that that yeah. stuff eventually came there is a good thing. There's a game that is supported continue through development. And they brought back skulls, which the Halo 4 didn't have. Is that right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that drove me mad. Yeah. So yeah, I, d- I definitely had a little hissy fit on pop- that episode. Popular among, again, really among the fans. And uh, So you might yeah, argue so a bit too little too late, right? But it's... It's the same with the Master Chief Collection. If you if you look at that content when it first released, yeah, it was it was fairly broken. But actually, if you go to it now, it's a really oh, yeah. solid, amazing package. Especially package. if you've, if you've got a Game Halo. Pass. Yeah. Uh, my uh, brief question, not specifically relevant to Halo Five, but sort of, without going into detail, how does it? How does the multiplayer on Master Chief Collection work? Have the individual games still got all their multiplayers, or is it a kind of melange hybrid, or what? So you can choose and filter which ones you want to play. Yeah. Um, so if you want to play two, two anniversary and three, for example, you can check those okay. boxes. So you'll you'll never get a Halo One game. So is the community all the, divided the, up? In that um, it, it's one big melting pot. So most people leave it on to play mm. everything. But the problem with that is that you'll go into a game, play it, and then it'll bounce you back out so that it can search again across all the games. Right, okay. So if you're only playing Halo 3 and someone wants to play Halo 3 and 2, it means that they can bounce out and maybe find a Halo 2 game whilst yeah. you'll find a Halo 3 one. Right. But it, it's, it was a disaster when it first launched, and I mean yes. that, that is probably underselling the effect <laughs> of it. It was really, really bad. Um, it's considerably better yeah, now. Yeah. Um, it's still not that quick. It could be quicker, mm. but mm. Um, in regards to the effects, it's a fully functioning multiplayer that works with all the games i mean i'm i'm a huge fan of the master chief collection i think it's one of the best things that we've had it's a, it's, um, yeah, it's in game heck of a package uh, any plans to roll five into it when series x comes along or anything i haven't heard i wish this has annoyed me so much and i've mentioned it so many times that if you owned halo 5 digitally it would have been lovely if you could have just opened it from the Master Chief yeah, Collection, sure. pulled your stats across and, and, and mm-hmm. created that. I thought it was something that they would have done when they were went to go back and rework the well, Master Chief know, Collection. You know why that is? Because he's barely in it, Carl. That was a joke. Come on. <laughs> he's in it more than he's in ODST and Reach. So <laughs> and Reach, yeah. that undermines your argument. Yeah. <laughs> Ashman86 <laughs> from the forum says, I played a fair share of the multiplayer and I still maintain it's maybe the best the series has been since Halo 3. I absolutely loved the added mobility 343 gave the Spartans and the gunplay felt as good to me as Bungie's ever had. The fact that the game ran at 60 FPS really helped too, except that it seemed to have come at the expense of some of Halo 5's other visuals. Multiplayer maps are visually inconsistent at best, while the character models themselves all look great. My concerns with the art direction for the Spartans aside, environments are all over the place quality-wise. I honestly wondered at times if a bug was preventing certain textures from loading into the game. I also really loved the idea of Warzone PvP meets PvE. 
The rec cards weren't really my thing, but I also enjoyed playing around with unique variations of some classic Halo weapons and vehicles. And Halo Fandango says, I didn't play much of the multiplayer, but I heard from people on the internet that it's one of the best incarnations, since all of the movement options from the single player campaign are present and correct. The inclusion of the requisition system and rec packs in the multiplayer wasn't necessary in my opinion, and I wish 343 Microsoft had found another way to monetize the game rather than through microtransactions. There are some extremely expensive multi-packs of packs available, I noticed. If you want to pay for them, obviously it's your choice, but do they have the effect of unbalancing the game for those who aren't willing to shell out? I don't know, because I don't know how it works. I don't think it's massively. Most of them are sort of superficial tweaks of different skins, but there are certain ones that will give, like, enhanced barreling against armour on a sniper rifle. So I guess that those could have a different... But the vast majority were essentially skins, which I'm not against them, but they are expensive. I mean, I'm I'm looking at them now on the Halo Waypoint store on the website. Don't accidentally click buy. (laughs) Well, yeah, better not. 79 quid or whatever. What's the top top bundle you can get? 50 quid or something? Looking on the website now, if I wanted to order it, it would be the 34 times gold pack with 13 for free, no less. Brilliant. uh, For £58.49. Okay. I mean, you know, if it's a game you put, 5,000 hours in, that probably seems fair enough, but it's just the way that it can divide up the the user base that I'm less keen on and the fact that, yes, if you've got cash, you can effectively you know, make yourself better at the game artificially. But yeah, that's... And I, I'm not against buying this stuff in games either. Like, I'm, I'm not absolutely anti-rec packs, I think, if stuff's done right. I mean, mm. I play quite a bit of Apex and I've bought skins in there for, yeah. one like, one skin for 15 quid and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Obviously, that is a free-to-play game, though, so you get the client for free, whereas with... Of course. And you can get Halo 5 for sort of free if you've got Game Pass, well, but... Yeah, anyway. I mean, if you bought it for 50 quid five years ago, yeah. or, in your situation, had it bought for you five years ago <laughs> and it was the only game you played for five years, then... Yeah, you're doing all right out of it. It's not too True bad, enough. Uh, Esports-wise, in 2014, Microsoft announced the Halo Championship Series, its own tournament. Prior to Halo 5 Guardians' release, Microsoft announced a competition with a $1 million prize pool and a focus on developing the game with competition in mind. A portion of the proceeds from rec packs bought with real currency contributes to the prize pools. By November the 4th, rec proceeds had added half a million dollars to the pool. At the Game Awards in early December, Microsoft announced a $2 million prize pool buoyed by sales of a special rec pack. So they're kind of paying it back, sort of, if, you can, if you're good enough to win prizes. <laughs> uh, by February the 19th, <laughs> yeah. the total prize pool exceeded $2.5 million. The Halo World Championship began on December the 6th, 2015, and the finals ran March 2016. Uh, after that World Championship, Microsoft announced the Halo Pro League in partnership with Electronic Sports League. Uh, I don't know. How's all that going? Is um, it still a thing? I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily... If it's a thing, it's not a big deal no. like it, it was. But I did actually watch some of this when it first came yeah. out, and it was it was really good. And I, I do watch quite a lot of esports play um, for shooters. Um, you know, so like stuff like Apex, Call of Duty, these these kinds of ones now. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the... the Halo yeah. um, series. It was always it was always a game that was presented very well. That the setup, the tool setup in the game to be able to display these games and stream them was very very strong with great announcers and um, obviously highly skilled players. With with obviously a game engine that was there to support high level 
multiplayer yeah, play. Yeah. And, you know, I really hope that we see a very similar suite of features for Halo Infinite. It is mm. an area in which the game genuinely shines. Mm. And it had a forge mode again, same as... Did 3 have a forge first? Oh, no, Reach did. 3 had some kind of creation style. Well, that yeah, was the th- video stuff, was it? The the recording? 3, three, three had forge where it you did. could do stuff. Um, it was it got bigger and better yeah. on Reach, um, where where you could create some really outlandish new modes. Maps and, and modes, yeah. Um, some of the best things that I think... Uh, playing them with like yourself yeah, and Josh you showed and Tony me some and of the stuff, stuff in the past. People, yeah, as always, the community comes up with just incredible crazy things, stuff. Yeah, um, and then it, they did they did for I can't remember what it was called Forge World or something they did with Halo Four, mm. and they created some new features, but they actually reined it back in terms of the scale that you could build stuff on. Um, and I've never actually played with Halo Fives, so I'm hope hopefully it was a a, a a a substantial leap on what was in Halo Four, but. With Halo Infinite, again, Forge is something that I really want to shine again because free extra bonus thing that you got in Halo Reach from people creating stuff was yeah. just uh, uh, as good as anything, really. So a free version is available on Windows. How, how does that? Um, so because Microsoft used the Azure cloud-based servers, mm. you can essentially upload it and pull it back down on on um, on your on your console. So right. quite, quite cool. Clever. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we talked about Hunt the Truth. I think we've given that enough uh, airtime. But yes, it sounds, if you're certainly just into radio drama, sci-fi, it sounds like it's probably worth Very six good. hours of your time. It really is. Uh, even maybe if you're not a, a big Halo person, possibly. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's about six hours long. It's on, um, it's on YouTube. Seek it out. Three word reviews. Much more pithy. Only three. But let's start with Darren. Andy CT says, lock him up. Tim Scott says, blue team underutilized. Uh, Robert Farley says, warzone combat evolved. Right. But yes, we, we literally only had those three word reviews for Halo 5. Imagine that. I'm sure. It's wild, isn't I'm it? I'm sure back in the day we would have had uh, for the earlier Halo games. Obviously, mm-hmm. we covered those many years after they came out, but I still reckon we had way more three word reviews for those. This one. 10, 15 or 20. Probably. Yeah, um, and yeah, this just hasn't caught the imagination with people in the same way despite that you know it's hardly been an entirely uh, negative set of feedback it's just interesting it just doesn't feel as big a deal anymore it just doesn't and it's partly partly no. to do with xbox this generation uh playing catch up from the beginning with a disastrous launch and yada 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 the less powerful machine and and all that stuff i think plays into it in the same way that gears four and five don't have the same cachet that gears one two and three did uh it's there's obviously there's there's bigger things afoot but there was a point particularly 2007 where halo 3 was a massive system seller uh, and a huge, huge deal. Halo 2 as well. 2 and 3 were just gigantic, weren't they? And, and one. One sold yeah. the system. Well, true. Entirely true the Xbox. Yes, yes. Uh, but here we are. So see if we can summarise our feelings really just about Halo 5 Guardians. Uh, yeah. I think, I don't know, should should Carl or Tony go first? I feel like Tony was uh, the most negative. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, no, um, so... Fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a real, real kicker for me. You know, I don't... I don't want, didn't want to come on onto a show ever and be, you know, particularly negative about uh, the Halo franchise because, no. honestly, you know, the Halo franchise is for me. It's you know, almost every game in the series, not quite necessarily epic shelf material for every single game, but I, I love almost every game in the series for individual reasons. Uh, some are more important to me, and some are. But Halo Five to me, it just 
it epitomizes a game that is built by committee. It's a bunch of ideas on a paper that look really solid. And when it came down to putting them all together as a coherent piece, it just never really gelled. There's a better story that could make Halo 5 really good. Visually, I think it's interesting, but I don't, you know, I didn't love how it played. I think it just feels slightly off. Multiplayer is actually really good, but I actually think that just the gameplay in the main game feels tonally off. I think the tone of the game feels off. I don't like the fact that, you know, the chief is only in there 20% of the time and then they do really do nothing with Locke as your protagonist. Um, I don't think the game has a particularly interesting antagonist for you to care i think it's a, a game of missed opportunities left right and center be it you know from the early days of what's the what am i after the early days of what's production what i'm thinking the uh, advertising right so from the early days of the advertising the advertising campaign is better than the actual game which to me is insane i feel like it's microsoft having a ton of money throwing it at a ton of people to make the best experience but not getting the right people in post to actually perfect that experience, you know, be it squad based stuff that feel like it could be wholly taken out and have no real effect, be it characters in this game that I can't even give you the names of certain members of the squad or why they're there. The fact that I know them from other pieces of literature is fine, but then to do nothing with them is actually insulting. I find that stuff really annoying. Because I got to the end of Halo 5, I had that feeling of disappointment which is a unique feeling for me because even in four i didn't have a feeling of disappointment i had a feeling of oh i see what they're trying to do and in halo 5 they'll probably perfect it and that's an odd feeling and one i would never expected to get from this franchise but as you've alluded to i honestly think this is a diminishing returns um scenario i think i hope infinite is them taking a good hard look of what actually bungie did with halo and not being so proud to say we need to make something different and also not just to copy, but to find that balance of making it your own and also making it interesting. Halo 5 for me just fell through this gap somewhere in the middle that it it was fun enough to play, but my expectations wasn't it for it to be just a good game. I wanted it to be a Halo game. And for me, it didn't hit that note. So should you play it? If you're a Halo fan, you've played it by now. We're five years down the line. Although Leon only <laughs> just played it now, so maybe not. Yeah. Um, no, maybe it's not. perfectly competent, but I don't love it. <laughs> Damning with faint praise. Carl, can you sum up your feelings? Yeah, it's... Tony kind of alluded to the missed opportunity, and, and, and I agree. I, it feels like this was a project as Halo was with Halo 4, it feels like Halo's become reactive rather than proactive. Um, Bungie weren't afraid to steer in their own direction, change things up from the crazy colours to the comedy to the worlds to, you know, creating something the likes that we rarely ever saw before um, and, and defined, you know, a, a, a whole genre for what was possible on consoles and continued that, you know, when we went to Halo 3 on the Xbox 360, they started to trailblaze. They weren't reactive. They were proactive and people looked at what Halo was doing, changed their strategy since. And 343 seems like they've taken a far more methodical approach and they've become reactive. They're looking at what other development studios have done, what other, you know, uh, production companies have done. Microsoft have done the same thing. And don't get me wrong, Halo 5 it was the wrong game at the wrong time for Microsoft. We had the whole 
farce that was the Xbox One launch with the wrong team involved in terms of turning that console um, out to, to the public. It, it was on a hiding to nowhere and, and Halo 5 kind of fell into that trap. Where it did shine as a result of being reactive was looking at what other arena shooters were doing and matched that for the multiplayer and took those good points and was able to uh, build something comparative. But the Halo single-player campaign has always felt something different and actually trying to be reactive to what other games are doing that are based on what Halo's done is a strange situation where instead of looking at what Halo has done in the past, they've copied a copy and taken the influences from things that you know, were already impacted. And it just seems like this really strange pattern of of, of behavior without any real bravery into it. You know, they had, they had the touching points of a great story in there, but they never followed through with one. They left lots of bits of things that had potential and didn't see any of them through. It didn't have the editing to pull the things that weren't needed out. It had uh, probably my least favorite boss battle of this generation. Um, and it had it you know not not just once or twice but seven times and and that just <laughs> i find that mind boggling that that makes it makes it into a game at full release because it's it's almost comical it's almost satirical if you saw it in a tv show and that is so strange it's not an awful game it's just not a standout game it's not a system seller it's nothing that you won't have better options of playing each element in different things. It's not the best single-player first-person shooter. It's not the best co-op shooter. It's not the best multiplayer. It's not the best uh, large-scale multiplayer shooter. It's just it's competent in so many areas, and of which the arena is the standout. Um, it's just I'm hoping that you know Xbox Series X provides a better platform for them to release on. You know, the, unfortunately, we don't know a whole lot about the intentions of Halo Infinite, so the direction we're going in, we don't even know if it's continuing on the Halo 5 storyline. If it was, I'd probably have more interest in Halo Infinite from a story point and obviously a, a greater respect for the intent of Halo 5. I just, for me, I, I feel a little bit hurt and disappointed by the campaign because this isn't just Halo 5 for me. This is the story that's been built upon six previous Halo games which have developed and evolved the story arc to, that got us to Halo 5 which just didn't seem like it actually took its source material in the best manner to deliver something that was not only coherent but of a standard that was to be expected um, seeing the studio come back and recruit old talent particularly involved in the writing for Infinite is both concerning at the timeline but also refreshing because it means that we might actually see the steer and hopefully they take all the, the good elements, of which there are some, from Halo 5, edit the trash because, unfortunately, it is a game that's weighed down by too many inadequacies um, and, and that, for me, is, is is always going to leave me with an underwhelming feeling when it comes to remembering what Halo 5 was. Yeah, I don't thoroughly disagree with anything either of you have said and yet, coming to this five years after it was originally released and five years after I was bought a copy, shamefully. Uh, I'm playing it now, on, albeit in an enhanced version on the Xbox One X compared to what I would have played if I had played it at the time. I do still think that, yeah, it doesn't quite feel like Bungie's Halo. I don't think it was ever possible. I used to be quite, still probably can be, quite snooty about uh, IPs changing developer hands uh, and how it's very hard for them to actually completely nail that dna sequence to make it look and feel exactly like 
the originals. And in a way, like no franchise does because over any long lasting franchise, it changes hands. Even like Nintendo stuff stays in house, but Miyamoto stopped directing them like 20 years ago or whatever. And they, and they got handed on Zelda and Mario and whatever else get, get handed on to other people. And they're never quite the same, but I guess, you know, and this has kind of stayed in house in that it's still a Microsoft studio, but it actually did change core development staff and has probably since churned all of its staff a couple of times since 343 actually took over as well because reach is what 10 years old now and uh and that transfer was already happening then so how many staff are at, at 343 that were there when reach came to a close i don't know uh i imagine a number of them are uh, the vast majority of them are different staff so the dna of the game the soul in inverted commas which you know it's not even something i believe in particularly for humans let alone for video games but there is that indefinable something that of look and feel and and experience that a game brings and for me playing halo 5 now with virtually no expectations no hype it delivered enough halo fun for me to start feeling fondly about Halo again. And it was actually, it was a more enjoyable time than I expected to have with it. However, as Carl and Tony said, it's still not quite there and there's some dubious decisions and it's, you know, I'm not surprised that Halo's star has fallen so much that we can now only muster three, three word reviews from this game. Despite the fact that apparently it sold between five and 10 million copies, there's just, despite the fact that we've had, two and a half hours of animated conversation about it. It doesn't feel like there's that much to say about it, ironically. <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't perhaps excel in too many ways. Maybe on a technical level, I think audio-visually it's pretty damn fine, especially on the X. Um, and that multiplayer, from what I've played, seems like a lot of fun, but there's no way I'm going to invest hundreds of hours in it because there's a million other things to play. So yeah, um, an odd one, really. But um, it's made me want to go back and play the Master Chief Collection. So there's that. <laughs> Let's call up any excuse <laughs> to go back. Once again. Uh, well, maybe we'll find the time. And let's finish just as much as anything because uh, he's definitely played it the most and that's Darren. <laughs> yeah, somehow I've managed to play through Halo 5 three times or maybe three and a half times, like I've already said. Um, and I think that just kind of boils down to how much fun it is to play Halo 5 Guardians from a pure run and gun kind of attitude it does play really well like free for free have managed to create you know a very fluid moving first person shooter and it is from the single player to the multiplayer i find it just to be a joy to just charge through walls charge into enemies you know and just do things that um, are a bit different to what traditional halo or what i deem as traditional halo you know with the physics and the lob grenades and stuff like that it's, it's got its own greatness to the combat and i think that's why i have gone back to it so many times because i don't put it on and go oh halo 5 in terms of playing it because mm. i still think it plays well yeah. I, I i you know i think oh halo 5 because i don't really know much like with all the halo games really i don't really know what's going on but <laughs> yeah. i guess that's I'm kind of i'm not as disappointed as tony and carl exactly because, yeah oh, we've got no, I've got no attachment. About stuff is fun <laughs> it's great isn't it? yeah he's like why do they spend hundreds of hours of crafting all this lore just for you know what do they bother just yeah anyway i'm being facetious but um yeah I, yeah I think halo 5 is a very middling game for the series you know there's there's stuff better and i feel like there's stuff worse and I'd, I'd put it right in the middle i think it's worth playing from a single player point of view or you know a campaign point of view and i absolutely think it's worth on Game Pass, if you want a multiplayer experience on Game Pass that's yeah. fast, frantic, 
frenetic and competitive like competitive is the word i'd use for that absolutely check it out because once it gets its hooks in you feel like you snatch just one more go i want to want to smash his face in next time do you know what i mean like it, it, that that's the attitude i've got with halo 5 multiplayer and i know it's not good for my spirit so i, I put it down i go nope i'm not getting involved because i would get too competitive and uh i don't like it but that is a testament to just how competitively like it's crafted to be competitive like yeah. to, to its uh, nth degree you know they've polished it and they've, they've tweaked it and it's it just feels like like an esport, you know. And the fact that it didn't take off like you know the biggest esport games is probably really disappointing for them. But what you're left with is a really really fun multiplayer game, from my experience. And uh, for that reason alone, I'd recommend it as a first person shoot 'em up. Lovely. Well, that was interesting for a weird reason. I don't know, just a peculiar one that. But uh, will it take five I don't more think years? Anyone can probably predict. I don't think people will be able to predict the direction of the podcast. All over the place, yeah. yeah. We like it, but Can we I also think it's terrible. But it's really good fun, but it's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It always feels that way with missed opportunity in games, doesn't it? I think all of us know that it was a missed opportunity. We just all think it's different degrees of a missed opportunity. Yeah, and that level of investment mm. in the lore and, and stuff, I think, really makes a big difference yeah. to, to your perception of it. All right, so it just remains for me, Leon, to thank Darren, Carl, Tony, all of our correspondents, and to you for listening, and to tell you that next time in issue 436, Ollie Ollie Oxenfree. Free.